Hosts, my name is Alaska. I'm here with my friend Curly Castro. We call you Ontario. Put your C's up. Put your C's <laughs> up. I'll never and call you Ontario. We got my man Zilla Rocca. Oh, oh. Um, Mont- Montreal. B- before we jump into my things, I have a little house cold, cleaning right? to do. Um, there was uh, some fact checking we do. We 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 pride ourselves in our accuracy, unlike many a news organization in this day and time. Um, we were talking about the Def Jux versus Ruckus um, episode, and we are talking about the rapper Masai Bay and his Ooh. song from the Def Jux Presents 2. We gave production credit to NASA, and the production credit was actually LP. So just wanted to make that correction for the record so people know because uh, L informed me it's one of his favorite beats he ever did. So really? I want to give L Prizzo. Oh. Yeah, at least that's my impression of it. Bon. Um, also, so, want to cool. um, give a shout out. It's the 80th birthday of the one and only Pharaoh Sanders. Oh, so nice. Still living and kicking. So do yourselves a favor. Don't even matter. Close your eyes and point at your iTunes, or cool. Apple Music, or Spotify, and listen to one of his records today, tonight, or tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, some, this is completely off topic. But th- did you guys see that? Tweet about like what are the rite of passage beats for people to freestyle over? Yeah, yeah, that's what I today. I comment. Who the fuck like freestyling over Uchi Wally? The person I was who, a weird who one. created the person it. That I was created like, that's one of the. Yeah, I'll say this. Um, no, I, not I've as hated that song. Because, I've hated that song my entire life. I but never you gotta heard. also think like this is what people are missing about the tweet. What weapons do the DJs have? So there were certain ones they always had, even just blank twelve inches of. Because who cares? So who had a Uchi Wally, which was actually a single? Wasn't no white label with right. the big cover, song. like, you know, and what was on the other side? So who got two of those that just pulling up and throwing on battles? That's not, that's, I'm just saying that sounds unrealistic. Yeah, that's. Whereas yeah. people have anti-ups, four stacks of them. Like, I'm quiet saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to have quiet, you have to have, you have three quiet quiet Cold as ice, yeah. um, starting eight mile beats. So after that drop, people started rapping over the eight mile beats. That was just, yeah. you know, what it was. And, you know, you can go, I mean, you can go back to a million things. A lot of the mob beats were like, a lot of times it's like, yo, what did the, you know, um, Simon Says beat, what did the DJ always have? You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. DJs would have these, like, weaponized beats, the ones that were always thrown on. Um, Come Clean, mm-hmm. you know, that was a big one. Yeah. Like, big, big you know, clashing all, drums. All the, all the group home joints, all that. Like, yeah, Daytona, I remember people throwing on Daytona 500. Come out? That's like 01, maybe? Uh, 2000? Yeah, 2000, 2000 or something. So, but that's what I'm saying. It's the second single, so it might even been a B side. But I'm saying it's a real single with real artwork. It's not well, like it was. It, but it was the. Y'all um, get my point? Yeah, it, it was the QB's finest compilation. It was. This, it wasn't even like on a Nas album. No, it, it eventually made it to album. It, it's either right, on, on like. No, on the QB's finest. I'm pretty sure. It's no, on. it's on in one of his records. So I don't. Nah, I don't nah, know. Yeah. No, Uchi Wally is on one of his records. Nope. It's either on. Uh, I'm t- all right. 
I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm it's, it's you on one of his records. Is it? It's no, on no, one. No. Yeah, yeah it's, I, bought, it's, I bought the QB's finest. I know, and the QB's song, finest but. had a bunch of other stuff, but uh, that song. Oh, you know what I mean? You're, you kind of remember like how Jay would have singles and he would just like make it bonus right. tracks. Okay, you're right. Yep, right. Yep. It's on a record though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. that's, 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 so I'm I'm just looking at like the big singles from that that year. Um, or like the big song. So you got Southern Hospitality, hey, better version. Oh, come on, come on, stop, stop. What, what, what was the Bubba Spock song out there? That's what I'm saying. And then also, yeah. it wasn't yeah. even the most popular songs would be the ones you, Annie like up. people weren't freestyling over the Whisper song. You know, I don't, yeah, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like it had to be like a certain type of beat. The no, chaos Annie songs. Like, yeah, chaos Annie songs, people were throwing those beats Ooh. down. Get the fuck out of here, man. Fire in which you burn. Wait, Whoa, by Black Rob. Slow. That was I think Zilly, you mentioned that. That was yeah, Hip Hop by Dead Prez was the one for that year. That was the one yeah. for two thousand. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's... and it was and and if I'm not mistaken, there was a song on one of the compilations, whether it was a Raucous or Dead. It was another one of those songs I, I I bumped into one of those songs. I was like, oh, what is this? Or something from um uh DJ Muggs, the first one, the oh. first Soul Assassins. I love oh, yeah. One of those beats. There's so there's, there's two one or two beats. I remember somebody. I mean, I've been in so many cyphers. No, I'll tell you what. You know, you know what beat that came out that year that that I remember getting a lot of burn as an instrumental, even though it hasn't aged well. Oh no. Yeah. Burn it book. Oh, what about um Rapture? KRS One. That was like ninety seven. That was okay. yeah. That was early. You know, another beat got a lot of play back then too. It's a weird song. It's like a year later. Mr. Cheeks, Lights, Camera, Action. That was a weird hit. Because it reminded it people of the Lex Bing, Beamers and the Benz because they were the same damn song? Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, Lex, Lex nah. Beamers and the Benz because it's the same as Lights Got Action. It's just a different cadence. Well, it's a different tenor. Remember when she took the jump off? She's like, so the Bentley's the Hummers, the Benz. Oh, God. The and jump the off. Burnt. 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 That beat was burnt. But the hook didn't matter. To me, that hook never made sense on that beat. Anyway, that's what I was talking all right, what, what are we here for tonight, fellas? All right, well, f- today we are here to discuss. Wow, keep it thorough was two thousand. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so that, I mean, that was the one. That was the lock. Yes, uh, everybody. Yeah. Yes, that was it. Yeah. So right now, it. argument stopping. Mark That's it. it. Let's get right. to the top. Let's cool. The top. So yeah, today we are going to talk about um, an album, an album that fits into our megalithic monolith category. Yes, it does. Foundational record. Yes. The foundational record for rappers everywhere. If this album didn't influence you, you're lying. That's when you lost. It did not not influence me. That's that's because you're and you were an infant when it came out, I think. (laughs) That's when you lost. I was in pre-K. Yeah. So we're we're gonna talk about 93 till infinity by Souls of Mischief. MCs should know their limitations. MCs, this is album MCs should know their limitations. Dropped in 1993. Came out on the same day as KRS-One, Return of the Boom Bap. Mm. Um, and it's better? And it's better than oh, that. much better, yeah. Much Way better. better. It is one of the albums that I would say is a cornerstone of what we came to know as like the indie hip-hop scene. Yes, sir. Yes, I, I would say that, that this totally and... True. Organized confusions, stress, uh, probably freestyle fellowship. If you yeah. bring it over to the West Coast, like and, and the funny thing the West is, Coast too, but freestyle fellowships, just, inner city griots. Pitchfork just re-reviewed it and gave it like a nine. They Which just one? put it up. Freestyle fellowship oh, or yeah, freestyle fellowship. Yeah. Yep. It's a great they record. Re- I, I went back to it yeah. recently and it, it's yeah, it's, 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 it's we have 
So, anyway, so we're going to talk today about 93 Till Infinity by Souls of Mischief. Um, we're probably going to keep it a little shorter than we normally would for one of these because we have a very special guest joining us for the second half of the show. The one and only Tajay from Souls of Mischief sat down. Boom! Sublime! Um, we talked about the album, we talked about a whole lot of shit, but it's a really good conversation. So, about the West, talk about styles. Zilly, you didn't really know this record before, right? Yeah, like, this is something that's new to you. No, I mean, it's funny. Me and Cash were talking about it earlier. And uh, when this came out, see, I was, looking at, I was looking at the timeline of 93 when it dropped, right? And for me, I was saying, like, how it was a cultural blind spot because I was only 11 years old when this joint hit. But I remember the video heavily and liking the video, like, they're on, like, an island and everybody's chilling. You know, like, fucking the name of the song. But uh, I, what I said to Cash was, thinking back on it, like, my West Coast record from that year was Cypress Hill, Black Sunday. That was the album, like, I played the shit out of. Because I was real big, you know, on Snoop, Death Row. Like, and Doggy Style dropped that year. Like, I was playing the shit out of Doggy Style. And 93 to Infinity, I only knew the song. I didn't know the record. And I said to Castro, like, when you think about, like, the grip and the stranglehold gangster rap had – from you know Snoop being the biggest dude in the world and like Cypress Hill being huge, it's like you 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 saw the videos everywhere. They were on like SNL, they were on MTV, they were on the soundtracks, they were on re- like these these guys like populated everything. Whereas like thinking about Souls, it's like I only knew ninety three to infinity the song and video, and then I didn't see or hear them almost anywhere else to keep being like oh it's like those are those dudes. So, like, I like this song, but I never, like, latched on. And then, honestly, on all the people I met and dealt with in rap, it was never a record where someone was like, yo, I got to put you on with this joint. It's just, I don't know, it's just something that all the kids I ever was around that love rap, it just never came up. It's weird. That's crazy. 93 Till Infinity and Souls of Mischief in particular are like when you discover the Deadly Venoms tape that your cousin had, there's all these styles on the tape. You're like, what is this? And you've been used to watching a Bruce Lee video, a movie, or Chuck Norris with one, <laughs> one karate master in the center yeah. handling business. Souls of Mist just came, and it's like, oh, my goodness. Like, we had comparable groups, L.O.N.S. and stuff, but the thing that I think that was mm-hmm. different was L.O.N.S. had a definitive hierarchy and totem in terms of skill, and it was, it was clear as day, right? Mm-hmm. Souls is like a four-headed Severus wolf beast they all are like dope and 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 the thing that grabbed me and i didn't want to be cliche about it was i was in the west coast like crazy too but these cats are west coast but to me it seemed like they had east coast sensibilities yeah the beats that they were using the flows that they were picking but what i realized was they had their own sensibilities and that was over there and and you'll hear it later that tajay says the east influenced us because that's where hip-hop came from so when you got when you when we when you know radio was easier back then to regionalize. So all right, West Coast sounds like this, and we'll play this over mm-hmm. here. And once we get to these states, we'll play our Midwest stuff right here. And then once we get to these states, we'll do our down south bouncing. And this is hardcore East Coast and shit. And they were definitely blurring the lines of that. And they are the forefathers. There's a lot of styles mm-hmm. born of them, seriously mm-hmm. and strictly. And um, Alaska, we was texting about souls had 
somebody for everybody. They were like the Thundercats. You're going to like yeah. Chitara or Panthro or Lionel or the twin. Like, there's somebody yeah. for everybody. And when the skill level is up there, that's why it's like they're the Wu-Tang of West Coast. They didn't have as yeah. many no. members, but the right. skill levels were so parallel. That's how powerful they were. Everybody has a, you know, whatever member of the crew or the, the, the crowd's favorite that might not be the most skillful. I like to bring up Is Lord. People think he like people love Is Lord, but he's not. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not the best spitter. But right. with Souls, it was all like um, Knights of Camelot, all mm-hmm. with different swords and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you <laughs> know, Jedi. Shit, shit. Yeah, man. But that that was the whole crew, though. The whole Hyrule crew was. Like oh that, God, like, yes. Once you extend it out to casual. And, yeah. Um, and Dell and fucking Pep Love and Pep and um yeah. you know and then and, uh, Domino making these beats and like come yeah. on yo stop stop playing. It wasn't uh was, it, I'm sorry I'm gonna miss I'm gonna butcher his first name uh Marishali Ali Marshall Ali Mar- yeah he was a yeah. member of Hieroglyphics too yep yep he rolled with them yeah he had he had some singles he has he singles yeah. well. and so, then and then obviously later on the legacy Hyrule becomes an imprint. The Hyrule yeah. Emporium, like mm-hmm. seriously, and 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 we 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 talked about this, and we will talk about it. They had this great success early with this banging ass single, and then they used that to fuel this underground movement, where they could have, you know, why couldn't they have been just a one hit? Let me put out this song on every commercial out there. We can make, you know, uh, hieroglyphic care bears. We pull a string, and it and it says, you know, hey, ooh. like you know, what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. not to diss them, but. Something there's something about naughty by nature allows allowing themselves to be commercialized, whereas people didn't take Treacher seriously as a as a spitter. And that's a shame because he's a phenomenal. Of spitter. course he is, but y'all get what I'm saying. You see him in movies a little too much. You see, yeah. you know, you, you their music is a little too too much built for the party, and like. Anyway, they found a formula. Didn't have the they found a formula, anyway. and you know they had too many rotten rascals in their songs. Yes, <laughs> but um, souls were definitely sword welders. Tajay Festo A plus Opio. It's it was it's it was incredible listening to their stuff and the beats and the, the come on stop playing with me yo. This was this is highly influential. Y'all said this is ninety three. I'm in high school. Um, all of these groups are vying for attention in my brain. In my no, in my CD case, you know, carrying my my book bag. I got my CDs in it with the. CD case, which you slip it in with the insert. Don't carry the whole CD, whole CD's home. So who am I got? I got my far side, I got my souls. I'm, I'm busting 93 until infinity. Never no more. Friggin' um, limitations. Um, anything could happen, one of the illest story joints. Yep. Uh, you know, bad in practice. Come on, yo, stop playing with me, yo. A name I call myself. I call yeah. myself the man, that's my joint. Dude, that's when you're lost. <laughs> You already did. We just letting you know. Yeah. That's when you lost. Like you, it's back there. It's back yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. This shit is it's just an insane record. Um, I mean, for me, because I, I'm a little older than you guys, I I first was introduced to Dell on the "I Wish My Brother George Was Here" record. I was into like that in, record too. In '90, like my younger brother actually put me onto that record. I was like, "The fuck is a funky Homo Sapien?" Mr. And then Dabba I realized, Lee. listen to it's a human like, being. Oh, that's the funky human from 3838 Twin Oaks Way calling to say fuck the radio from the Ice Cube records. <laughs> uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> so yeah, I, I put those together, I was like, oh shit. And then I was listening to it and, you know, seeing like 
basically the dudes who were souls of mischief in the album art in the videos i didn't know it was them right top cut to like 93 summer 93 or like whatever it was early september 93 that's when your loss comes on bet rap city that was the first single oh shit these are those dudes and then from there i mean from there it became like i started hunting that record down the way i used to hunt down the grand poover record Mm. you know every day souls of mischief out souls of mischief out every day you know, like every every Tuesday I was in the record store. Um, but the other thing that was crazy ill about them, and we, we talk about this sometimes, like, you know, there's cats like Earl was super young when he started. Right. Bortle was super young. Yeah. Fucking Nas was super young. Right. But all of these dudes were super young. They were like Se- 16, 16 years old. 17. Been rapping so since like, they were eight. These Went are dudes that were time. like our age. And in my case, younger than me, that were just killing it. And it wasn't like some gimmick shit. It wasn't like the youngsters nah. or illegal or, like young or anything like that. It wasn't like some people that were just put together. These were kids that like didn't Love on their own. You know, they, they like you knew that that you could tell that they all were their own entities. You know what I mean? Like Tajay was like the fucking the tough, clever, like mush you in your face rapper. Yeah, Opio was like the smooth, fucking dope, eat laid back flow guy. Yeah. Fucking A plus was like the MC's MC, just fucking dope Hyper. styles, killer punch mm-hmm. lines, great use of his voice. And Festo yep. was like the super scientific, like all over the place, the like a lightning bolt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Because, again, they weren't on, like, the fucking Above the Rim soundtrack, and they weren't, like, in my purview. There was Domino, right? Yeah. But then I thought yeah. they were talking about Domino from Ghetto Jam. Yeah. Well, Domino, now, he was the producer. He was the producer. Right, but they'd always be like, yo, Domino was, ch-, and I'd be like, Domino from Yeah, Ghetto. so Domino the rapper was definitely, I knew the distinction because that Domino rap, and this Domino yeah. did he was just the producer. Right, and then they had A+, plus, but then remember the kid, A+, plus, Latchkey Kid? Yeah. It's like three, three A+. Plus. Yeah, so I was always like, I wasn't sure. I remember A+, plus not getting confused with the other A+, because, you know, it was the younger kid. Yeah, like, he like spelled it kid. like a- P-L-U-S, whereas the other one yeah. just had an A and then a plus. Mark. And a plus sign, yeah. Right. And that was probably, tell you the truth, there was some probably copyright and management stuff. Because there's yeah. a reason why people don't just spell it. You know, famous Havoc and Prodigy. Yeah, yeah. Havoc and Prodigy. Spelling. <laughs> what, what is when, when Prodigy gets at them on Hell on Earth? These, these brothers is Protégés. I thought, yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Anyway, sorry, I, I, stepped, I stepped on. No, it's okay. I was about to say something. Okay, he wasn't. So Okay. So... Castro, you said like these guys were real influential on your style. How would you how would you suggest that to be? Like what what in what ways? So like listening to them in the nineties before I even um started really like rapping. I'm not even in college yet. And it's like the adeptness of their flows, the spillover flow. We gotta talk about that. So they're just rhyming, they would spill over the four and then just do a uh internal rhyme in the next bar and then just keep going. And it seemed like they were like wa- like spilling water. It, it seemed so effortless, just like, um, I know people can't see me, but just like rapping, rocking back and forth. And then, mm. and it was influential on me because to me, it always represented the cypher style. I'm just gonna mm. go, I'm yeah. just gonna come in. What's this beat? All right, well, this is my flow and this is how it's gonna match. Somebody's beatboxing. And, I'm, and then I'm gonna jump to another verse and then I, 
pause as I keep on going and I've got something on my face and wearing all the gauze and like just that 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 stream of consciousness flow mm -hmm. um, that I don't always employ. I was just impressed by that. And again, four of them. Like, so the next cat comes on and it's another banging verse. Oh my God, I got to memorize this one and another banging verse. And so I was always a group guy. So like seeing them as such an uh, efficient group, I wanted to be efficient like that. I wanted to be a little zany. I never got that in my style. Sorry, fans. I never really mastered that, but I wanted to be zany like them, like that word, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I was saying, like lightning, like just swift and changeable, always moving, ducking and, and, and like, I, you know, I used to play ball. I'm good with my hands. Like I got, uh, I got a decent dribble. I wanted to be able to rap like that. I really don't rap like how I dribble, which most mm. Brooklynites try to do. Um, but you know, so that was that was really influential to me. And um, I mean, I back in the days, my rounds were stuffed, and they they found a way with the spillover flow that if I could stuff the line, I could just fix it in the next one, per yeah. se. You know what I'm saying? So I could clean it up in the next line. So yeah, Opio spill. Oh man, Opio man, that's my motherfucker. The way he would come on the track, his voice, he had the locks and shit. Yeah, he had, yeah, and he had the cool look. Like he always did, like the thing where he was like yep. waving his hand, like. That's what I'm saying. Like man. just being fluid with it, just like bouncy with it, and um, a lot of energy in their rap. So I, I always like listening to their stuff, um, to get me hype or just to you know get my energy up. It was a lot of movement in the beats and stuff. Yeah, yeah. For me, for me, it was it was similar in that I was just starting to rap at that time. Mm. So like everything I was watching them do, I was like, that's exactly what I want to be like. That's what I want to do. Mm. So like, I mean, without question, I bit their shit. You know mm. what I mean? Like mm. I definitely like bit all their styles at one point or another. Um, and, you know, once I met these dudes in Adam's family, they were a real common thread for all of us. Like everybody mm. was in the same shit. Like, nice. you know, that record hit and it changed the way that we all approached making music. And I think that was like a real, real like sort of common point that helped bring us together. But um, one of the things I thought was really dope about them is I've had favorites, a different favorite, like every other year, my favorite changes. Hmm. So nice. they're like, they're one of those groups where it's like, like I've never been like a fan of Master Killer in, Go in Wu-Tang. You know what I mean? Like my, my Wu-Tang favorites kind of like are the same two or three people always. But with these guys, they like, it just constantly rotates. It's like, you know, one year it's Tajay, one year it's Festo, one year it's fucking A+, one year it's Opio, and it's just, like, constantly bouncing back and forth. Mm. And it's, like, you know, it's almost to that point where it's, like, you would discuss superheroes, I think, as a kid. Yep. Like, you know, who's your favorite? Who could win in a fight? Who would be this person? Like, that's yep. almost yep. the way, like, I looked at them. Like, who's the best rapper? Who's, like, the best one out of this crew today? And it just, yep. like, it really, like, sort of, like, in the when you're putting together your own crew and you have crew dynamics, that sort of like element of pushing each other. Like, I think we learned from watching that. Mm. Like, you and know, like you, nobody can come whack on this track. But here's the distinct difference. You're off the track. Here's the distinct difference that I really appreciated about them is like, you're right. Alaska, everybody wanted to hold it up there. End of the bargain. Yeah. And nobody wanted to be under people, but look at L O N S where it's clearly yeah. evident that they are trying to outwrap each other on every yeah. song and you get a different outcome. Mm -hmm. You do, you know what I'm saying? Like there's way more cohesion on this project than I would say, um, Lord, um, not, um, Leaders. Leaders of New School's second record. Where well, just say, I, I, I think the difference is these guys actually just wanted to make great songs and be a great group. Yeah. Whereas 
uh, leaders of the new school were actually jockeying for position. Like, I think they right. were solo acts, right? That were brought together. Yeah, to be, a little bit. Way so more than they like, were like a crew that grew up in school together, like yeah. souls. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were like, really like, I'm trying to be the star. And especially Bus, uh, Charlie Brown and Buster. Charlie Brown and Buster, yep. Yeah, so that like, that spilled over. And I don't, I don't think you see that in this. Like, when you watch the documentary, which is unfortunately seems to be offline now, um, they talk about that a lot, how they grew up together. Like they were like best friends from like the time they were eight, they were rapping together. Mm-hmm. So there never was like, there was the competition that you have with your friends, the way you would have a competition with your friends if you were like playing ball or just like snapping on each other or whatever it is. Like yeah, you like have that, that friendly competition to push, push each other to be better. But it was never like, I want to dominate this person and have that person feel shitty. Think about it in terms of successful quartets. We don't have the name, but there was always like two brothers, yeah. you know, like say Jagged Edge, but I'm even going back to like maybe even the spinners. Like these groups yeah. are a little tight knit because that was important. It was a million other yeah. groups. So I think when there's a million other groups and you really have to hold your spot, it's more important to be a cohesive unit when groups were in, yeah. as opposed to, you know, I'm gonna outdo this or, you know, I don't really like this guy or clicking up within the groups. I didn't get any of that from Souls. I didn't think any of them thought anybody should get any less shine than the next man. And yeah. and that was that was really refreshing to see. Well, uh, we should have a break. One. Yeah, let's take a break. Yeah. Take a break. break. Nihilist Millennial, the album from Cargo Colts, me and Alaska is available now exclusively on Bandcamp. We've been talking about it on the show, played mad joints, we did a live from the liner notes. Digital available now at recordcrew.bandcamp.com. Alaska is doing Probably the greatest rapping of his entire career on this record. I'm doing all the beats. Castro is the only guest along with myself. We got Cryptic One doing all the mastering. The Almighty Gang, aka King Vision Ultra, did all the packaging and design, which is insane. CDs are just about gone forever, but you can get the Digi t-shirt, fucking necklace, and the hoodie, all available now at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. We really appreciate your support for this record. This joint is booming and flying off the shelves, literally. Not just saying that to sell a record even harder. All right, Nihilus Manalia from being Alaska. They're all available. And we are back. We want to thank. <laughs> we want to thank um, Preparation H and Ben Gay for the sponsorship dollars. Fuck yeah. Um, it really helps us step up our recording and our Zoom background game. So. Um, yeah, Z, you had something you wanted to say also, before we went to break. St. Elmo's Fire Laser Discs. Oh. Complete series. Our new sponsor. On 15 yeah. discs. <laughs> 15 <laughs> gigantic discs. The 15 discs weighs You need the whole pounds. shelf space. For the story told from the perspective of each person that went to St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire. Laser Disc. Uh, yeah, so it was funny. All right, so again, this record was a big blind spot for me outside of the single. A new Hyro. Well, I have the Hyro album, uh, Third Eye Vision. I love Casual. Um, Souls. You love I love get them I love Dell. Um, I love Deltron. I love uh, what's it called? What's it, what's his second album? What's Dell's second? Um, uh, no Need for Alarm. No Need for Alarm. No need yes. for alarm. I like. I like no but need. that's the good thing about Hyro. Even if you like fringes or you like one art, that's Hyro. Like their right. sound yeah. is their sound. Like so, even if you've only like one of them or you like five of them, that's Hyro. Yes. Which is really yeah. great. So I, but I, so like, but again, like my, I had a severe disconnect to soul. So I played it in preparation for this episode. I played the album for probably like the third, fourth, and fifth times I've ever heard the album in my life. 
And I can understand now why it wouldn't have been something I would have gone to as an 11 year old rap fan. Because when I listened to it, outside of all the stuff I said before about like maybe their pub wasn't just as, just wasn't as big. Um, they, like everything you guys are saying about style and sound is not, that's never been my thing as an MC when I listen to them. Like mm. there's, there's like one specific pass on, uh, on Never No More. When Tajay says, uh, if I grip my pad, the rips I grab, a rip and stab, like I personally, I personally don't write write like that, and I never have, and I can't, and I, and I can't like, my instinct is not to catch like those pockets like that. And when I listen to the record now, the cool thing about when you hear like production wise is there's so many samples that people used after them that they caught they put the flag into the ground ground first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like from like, yep. coming of age from Jay to like. I mean, there's like so many like little pieces I've heard and like little piano rolls and shit and bass lines. So like they were, they were definitely like really ill and layered and thinking about taking every idea they had as kids. But it has like that that reckless young energy of like, like I think it's Andre Three Thousand said like all all young rappers have the best new flows because when you're young you come up with all these new pockets and old men have like old men flows. Yeah, like, with kind of comfortable. And I'll, yeah, we're settling on this. But the way like Black Thought was rhyming on "Do You Want More" in Philadelphia, he don't rap like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, nah, jazzy. Di- the dynamic, yeah, he's yeah, not da- right. dancing. He don't he's dance. Not, like no, no, no. He just kind of fit he with two step. He, now he's right. a two. He's, he's, he's old man. He does a two step. Back in the yeah. day, he was dancing, Lindy hopping and shit. Yes. So like you know? when I listened to this, so I was thinking about what what grabbed my ear back in '93, and it was like Snoop, like May, uh, kick a little something for the G's. G. And you and as I breathe through, and I'm on and I'm you know what I mean? Like, I just but the crazy thing is, listening to it now, I can hear very, like, very clearly where hundreds of people ripped all of that, yeah, like, very clearly. Every song, I'm like, oh, such and such touched that, such and such does that, such and such just did that. Like it's very it's it's very laid out for everyone to see. Like I will say, um, quantum is a direct. If there was a tree, quantum and lyrics come directly from them. They do you know very similar styles. Um, um, I always like lyrics in terms of like they do like evil Knievel styles. Like we're gonna jump this gore. We're gonna try this thing and see if we could hit it or not. Um, and and to me, when I listen to you know. Even I can go into even some Camp Low stuff. Like just a, a lot of people owe them some gratitude for a lot of styles they've begun casual to. And um, like you're saying, it, it, as we get older and we become more scholarly with this hip hop shit, we just see it like, oh shit, it's like seeing Matrix code. Oh word, you, you're him. You know what I'm saying? Word. So let let's do what we tend to do with these records. Let's talk about our favorite songs and pick a, a favorite verse. Do you want to pick one from each rapper, Castro? How do you want to go about doing this? Um, yeah, I think I could, I think I could do that. I think okay. I could do that. All right. So, so why, why don't you, so why don't we do a verse from each rapper, then we'll do our favorite song. All right. Bong. So look, and it's hard because Opio's so ill, but I guess I got to go with this piece. He does in the first first song. Let him know. And he's like, Yeah, yeah. irresponsible. 
no focus. I owe this advice grips. I ripped it to shreds. I was pent with sound waves and frequencies. Frequently, I'm picking these flows like hoes at dance shows. Rubber dub those, shattering glass gels with decibels to break spectacles. You can't see me. You're feeling crazy and uneasy. Stepping cautious because you're nauseous. I squashes MCs like I was Colossus. Flipping on Magneto, never metal with the mic bending. Ending all existence by rhyme blending. Niggas up and look for fine. Punks are crying, crews are dying. While the Mac is shining, claiming, those are screaming. Cause I'm arousing, my style ring. What gets some high, you're looking drowsy and drained. Refrain from being slain by my slang. What's a gang? Direct brain. Yo, shit occurs when I shift my words. I lift a swisher, do my kisser. And get oh my god, avalanche. I smack, look. I, I squashed his MCs like I was Colossus. Was Colossus. <laughs> Flipping on Magneto. Never. I, I, hate, I hate how he says Magneto. I'm like, bro, you never read no comic books. Magneto. So my opioid verse I'm going to go with um, Make Your Mind Up. trying to find this A plus joint where he, he goes spazzing, but for um for Tajay, I think we're gonna go with the classic joint. Um Dial the seven digits, call a Bridget. Ah, Bridget. Her man's a midget. Plus she got friends, yo, I can, I can dig, dig it. it. Here's a four. That's opio, isn't that? Is that opio? That um Taj wait Tajay don't start ninety three to infinity he doesn't start no nah, that's opio oh that's, that's opio shit wait where's Tajay's joints um uh, kids get broke for their skins when I'm in no throw that's frames. Festo. I'll throw a game at your dip like handball isn't that oh they bo- oh they bounce around that's what's yeah because okay. it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a back they, and forth one they do the back and forth oh mm-hmm. man hold on okay <laughs> I think it's um. Yeah, Hold on, I'm, I'm, I think it's never no more. Who's lost, man? No sense of direction. Here's another piece. I don't know. Pick another one. Uh, um, sorry, I'll go with. Um, I'll go with. Uh, I was gonna go. I thought you were gonna go with this one, but I might just actually take this one. Um, right. It's from That's When You Lost. Smashing C's in defiance Bits like one get my just desserts for all the kids I muster Maybe I trust the courtesy when dealing with folks is too much for the asking Cool, I, I got, got the skill crafted tools Massive fools at my work benching I'm, I'm wrenching mics from they grasping That's how it has been The drill's this, I kill swift I feels I better slay ya Hey, my tape measure's greater So now I'm axing dips If they saw me and they was available Would they want me to nail them or Be through screwdriver Crazy maybe Nothing bold live leap Put on your high beat I 
The dope shit is he fucking just rapped about tools. Yep. If you peep it, like everything is just basically him at his workbench. <coughs> Wrenching mics, drills this, uh, tape measures greater. Um, A lot of tools. They want me to the nail record. the more, be through, screw, drive her crazy, nut, and bolt. <laughs> Master. They were, but they were mentioning tools. All right, for Festo, I'll give you uh, his verse on batting practice. Practice. Hmm. It's Festo, it's Festo to get cash flow. Hey, Presto, it's gone. gone right before right your eyes. eyes wow. I'm at the high stun knife when I slice your neck and snatch a double bag with a sag and a tag in your grip. Tag, I get it. Dangerous to fit your brain. I bust to take your chains and stuff. But the victimizer surprising them with the size and up with a swing to your clip. What I became difficult, I spent to school with the tool. If you ever fool with the soul, did you ever think if you blinked, I wouldn't get you for your links? So I'm gonna for A plus I'm gonna go into um, a name I call myself. And he's got like two eight bar two eight bar snippets. Mm-hmm. And the first one is uh, Adam is the man who's got more honey than a hive of bees that sees them pulling stunts like MacGyver. MacGyver. try to always be patient when I'm with a miss, but I diss because groupies always seem to make me pissed. Huh. They got to be fronting, wanting to start a phony friendship. I never pretend the thing I befriend them, uh, be them hips uh, and send dips back to their moms with a grin. But if she's a boo-boo head, I tell them the, I tell them the one that I got in. <laughs> um, and then the heads, next man. one is you gotta watch out for boo boo heads. You definitely gotta watch out for the boo boo heads. Um, then the next one's I hit it, I did it, I admit it, never quit it. Yes, I knocked the boots like I was Riddick. Bo, Bo. Uh, get, get with it, ho. ho. I get with get no with. boomerang broads with nasty toes. Nasty toes. Keep <laughs> your corns on your husk, your must wrap. But if she fly, I tried to bust that. Bust that. It's Maximus. I wax and wax bust. And bust. Taxi just to be the Mac, Mac man, man plus. plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, and so at this point, am I MC upbringing? I'm not even rapping fully yet. So like, this is just like blowing my mind. This and um, far sides dropping around the same time. It's like return of the flows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Karis One was very, you know dictator i'm dictating yeah. to you you know what i'm saying uh right. chuck d yep. Yep. turned into i'm an orator hitting you with a line you got that one here's the next one time yep. like you know what i'm yep. saying these guys are like i'm dancing i'm up the tree i'm swinging around i'm doing a back i'm these are the guys who used to jump on a tree branch and just do backflips because they, they these cats sounded like they sounded like the cats you knew that could just flip oh yeah oh word oh i'll just do the triple flip and the backflip and you know we'll just keep walking what I'm just I can't even do that. I can't even get it to jog on. You know, like cats that just were extraordinary at what everybody else could do. The better baseball player, the better soccer player, you know, the one that could do the tricks. That was souls of mischief for me. Man. That's so yeah. good. So what's your favorite track then? My favorite track is um I think it's a name I call myself. Mm. It's either that. Anything can happen is an ill story. 
Like yeah, it's just, it's just wild. It's yeah, just ill. Like he shoots his mom, yeah. and then he goes and gets everybody, and everybody has a part. And the songs never sounded crowded. I don't know if it was a sign of the times, but this forum season, if everybody noticed, everybody's on a song, yeah. except Limitations is the only one where one of them is not on. So they they split the time. It, it didn't get boring. I wasn't like, oh my god, is the song over? Because the energy. And so yeah, my joint is I name my call. I call myself the man. Man, okay. I call myself the man. That beat, what? Crazy mm-hmm. boy. I'm gonna go with limitations. I knew you was gonna say that. MC should know the limitations. limitations. I'm, I'm just That's looking at it, song. and That's I'm just favorite. like, all of these verses are just bananas. Like you know, because like one of the things that originally brought me to this song was Casuals verse. Mm-hmm. And his mm-hmm. verse is just like it might be mm-hmm. the best verse on the record. Like no, no he's, disrespect he's, to souls, but Casuals it goes off on this song. He's um, ridiculous. Looking every, it might be everybody's best verse on the record. When you start like really looking through it, and, like looking at how to yeah. style out on it, it's like every single verse is good. Every single verse has quotables. You know what I mean? It's like damn. So to to me, yeah, I'm going with with limitations. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's a crazy. It's a lot. It's of weird. It's a lot. I mean, Opio's like. Just the way it comes, it's like burn, 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 burn. Understand this man is the grandest, and then it just goes from there. It doesn't stop. It doesn't slow. Falling down. flat on your face when you try to face the match. You're dripping. You're slipping. You're sliding off my fly blend of wording. Soon to be hurting a nerd team rabbit. Peace to that nigga who got my back and everyone, everyone else, get, else the can get the deals. I hit your skills up like my tag. You brag and boast about the coast, but it really don't phase me. Your style lazy. You lazy. must be drinking must that be drinking crazy. Crazy. <laughs> My thinking fat and it pays me. Come me. on, yo. <laughs> Your days be decreasing because we beat men. men. I've seen at least 10, 10 enemies, enemies daily. <laughs> Stop it, yo. Stop. So, uh, um, uh, uh, yeah, I think we, uh, I think we were at the point where we could bring in our um, wondrous, illustrious guests. Yeah, I think so. I think any any final thoughts before we bring in Tajay? That my high school years would have never been the same. Yeah. Without this record, single included. So like anybody that went deeper, they were rewarded. Like ninety three yeah. till infinity is still an amazing song. We check with Tajay. Yes, they still get their papers. But when they use the beat in the song, is people try to get cute just using the beat. It's their beat. Um, I remember them dudes. Um, oh god, I hated them. Um, Kids in the hall. Mm. They were like the first dudes to, like touched this sample. And like yeah, two thousand yeah. like five or six. I bet you they had to pay for it. But it's it's it's, it's un it's it's nobody so but nobody's really tried to cover it. Even like other genres, it's just a timeless song. Um, wheels fall off. Oh, so you know, and it's just it's just it would always have. This is one of the. This one might, you know, if he ever made one, this is a Mount Rushmore hip-hop song. Oh, totally. Um, top five hip-hop song, top ten, mm-hmm. wherever you want to place it. It's just, as soon as it comes on, one of those songs that I love that you recognize it within three seconds. Yeah. You, it might um, be the most summer rap song ever, too. Oh, Amazing. man. Did you yeah. ever hear, um, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to love this. I'm just thinking of all the people that have sampled this and lifted it. So Kids in the Hall did one. 
they were like the the flagship artists, like the raucous 50, like the raucous mm-hmm. were coming back out thing. Uh, and it's so corny. Um, there's a one that's actually really dope. It's not, a, it's just them rhyming on the beat. But Castro's going to jump out the window of West Philly when I tell them who did it. It's 2003 Kanye and Consequence. See, that's not what we're doing. Because, all right, so we're going to bring on our guests, not talking about no fucking bullshit. The fuck out of here. Both of them. Both of them. The second one will never get mentioned. First of all, I don't even say his name. It's actually good. They're both rhyming hard. That's You've got to be kidding. They were called You've got to be kidding. You've got to be, you got to be kidding me. Oh, three. You've got to be kidding. Oh, three to infinity. That's what it's called. Yeah, oh, I'm get out of here. Yo, 2003 to That's how we're introducing our guests. I'll put it in the chat. Blaspheme. I could care less. Peace, please. Anyway, the originators, very much so. They deserve their plaque. That's, that's I, what it I is. Would, I would say that if it wasn't for that record, we're not in this room right now. I could totally agree. Yeah. I, would be I mean, in, I'm, I'm definitely I would not be in the room. room. I, I I don't think I I mean this definitely helped me like even get crazier with hip hop because I was just on a mission. Yeah, and then I mean it became such a lifestyle for me. I didn't notice, but I was on a mission. You know, this is also like my second CDI compact mm-hmm. disc. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. hell yeah! Like I had a bunch of bootleg CDs, but like, you know, bootleg tapes actually. I still have my Walkman. Two tapes. All right, let's bring on the man. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll take a quick break and we'll the, be back. The monolith, the megalith. Yep. Let, let's let's play limitations. Understand this man has the grandest, the mighty credit. Nigga step and get beheaded, shredded. Left a bad and broken man. Choked your hand, busted from the tussle with the mic, which I ignite. Like a pyromaniac, don't play me, that's not recommended. You're winning, your girl lays me back, and I attack the twat viciously. Got a twitch and she's a bitch to the dope being beat. Hope we meet in the next lifetime. Father Stripe, I'm the nigga with the better rhymes. Hosts think I'm adorable. MCs think I'm horrible. Foolish mortal. I got the flows of lawyer crew. And crush the earth's crust because I bust. Thunder rust. I'm breaking niggas down the dust. The rhyme source of a force. You should have shout my praises. But I'm on a phrase hit you like exploding rays. Now who put the West up on the map? Perhaps you should run laps. You whack with a stack of dumb rats. Thumbtacks mark your headquarters. You're dead when I slaughter. And now your head's leaking red water. Um, so, I mean, I think before we get into it, there's probably going to be like some fanboy gushing because, no, as, 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 sure, as I'm sure you know, this, this album was like monumentally important to like a whole scene. That sort it's of we're going to try so. to keep the fanboy because look, we probably yeah. similar ages. Y'all just yeah. got cracked when y'all were teenagers, and I ain't get rapping till I was about 20s. So, you know, what I'm saying y'all helping. I, I, I completely <laughs> understand, man. I'll be tripping yeah. out off of that too. Yeah, yeah. so I, I know it's just like. All right, let's, last thing, let me kick it over with this one thing. Okay, go ahead. When you have a vast catalog as y'all have, and you um, even have the more expansive thing, like Hyra was almost established even when y'all dropped, correct? Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. We, right. We've been Hyra since before we came out. Yeah. Nice, and we're going to get into that because I love the iconography. But having that bigger song, right, now I'm 93 and so, let's just start with that one. Is that, like, does that become an anchor? Is that like, does that like make projects top heavy? You know, when people calling you to do things, they always want that song. And I know you probably could do your verse backwards now and stuff. How does, how does that exist once you have the big song early in your career to not be like some one hit wonder nonsense? 
I think we've been fortunate, man, because uh, it's almost like uh, everybody knows us, you know, like so there's well, people, yeah, you know, yeah, people don't do that. for almost 30 years. So then when they get it, fortunately, I think our first album was also considered classic. So it's not just like mm -hmm. uh, we're no, like we're known for that one song, but we don't have necessarily the stigma of being a one hit wonders because we, we followed it up with uh, right. a strong record. And then mm -hmm. I think we haven't made any musical missteps since then. I mean, there's probably marketing missteps and, you know, we have. No, but y'all have had but, strong materials. But, but yes, yeah, sir. I think people, people, because we came with this first album and it was strong, they, 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 they know that we make good records and, and thus we're not just uh, kind of uh, marked with just that song. I mean, it's good that everybody knows that song, though. I, I used to, you know, maybe first two years of it, it was frustrating. But, you know, when you're 20, almost 30 years in professionally, at this point, I can't make, have any complaints about people just knowing that song. Because then they, they, they hear the new stuff and be like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. Yeah, like they're still good. And then also, it sets a precedent for y'all because a lot of artists might have a big burst in the beginning, but then somehow their talent wanes off. You know, um, or they just don't, they're not as sharp as they once were. And I never, y'all never lost y'all sharpness. I, I've been trying to catch up to y'all. So it's just like, um, it's, 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 it's great. It's great to see. You know, I appreciate that. Appreciate well, I, 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 pre I think that and I can attribute that to also us not having, I mean, you know, You Never Knew kind of did well. We got some other songs that, you know, like, yes, you know had the Gorillas joint and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I think us not having more hits, like big mega hits, made us improve our work ethic as, as musicians. So nice. it's not like we get in the studio and we're always trying to remake 93, never trying to remake 93 too. Right? <laughs> right. We, still make, we still make music, you know, actively. So, you know, like I'm recording a record right now. Um, you know, G-Rap is on there. I got some other nice. really big features, but it's like a, a, a new project. You know, I just finished the Rap Noir project. I'm recording a whole album with Bray B. Lou. So I still feel like an underground rapper trying to, come up, right. you know, and, and it's been <laughs> yeah. like that our whole career. So I think that it's good that early on we had that initial success and then didn't necessarily have that level of commercial success afterwards because it's kept us humble and hungry too. And, and I think the only way you really fall off or your skills wane is if you weak, I mean, if you quit. So you look at G-Rap, mm. like I got G-Rap on this new record and I mean, he's in, in top form. <laughs> and it's 50s. You know? yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's because it hasn't stopped. You know? Yeah, I think y'all were able to straddle that, like like you were saying, Josh, because you have the the mega hit single per se, and we're just putting it in parentheses. But the establishment of Hyro, we never felt like y'all were high signing. Y'all always felt really still tethered to the underground, no matter yeah. how much success was coming. And so that I always thought it was interesting, and even the parallel, like even far side, because all right, so we East Coast cats, right? Yeah. So so y'all come and splash, right? And we're like, hmm, where's the funk? You know, where the funk yeah. bass lines and where's the, uh, you know, gangster tales? Just because regional was so, it was so specific. Like, if you're yeah. down south, you know, you want to dance to it out east coast. We all, you know, grimy as hell, you know, at that point. But still poppy, tribe, and dice and all that stuff. Yeah. And so, to us, and it's not to discriminate, you can stop me as I go. So, we're listening to y'all. I'm, I'm like, because I'm in high school. I'm like, yeah, but they, they doing something. It's, 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 it's like, it's east coast DNA in there. And, yeah, and, but, but that's and, all hip hop, right? All hip hop, right? And I think that that's one of the the misconceptions with everything. I mean, you listen to an NWA record, right? I mean, we're not gonna get into Schoolie B being the first or Ice any of that. I'm just saying, right. NWA, foundational gangster rap, right? Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's noise, it's, it's scratches. You know, Dr. Dre is cutting. 
It's mm-hmm. verses, it's hooks, it's street, it's hard. It, it move, you know, you think of how straight out of Compton moves or, or dope man moves or all that kind of stuff. Uh, or even Ice Cube working with the Bomb Squad on the first record. It still got oh that, that kind the, of- The music that, was that, crazy. That grimy, yeah. that grimy East Coast feel, but that's like foundational West Coast, you know? And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I think as the industry started separating things off, you see this brand rapper who really is into hip hop, you know, who grew up in hip hop has any form of uh, question in their mind about whether or not their DNA is essentially East Coast. I mean, New York, New York is the foundation of rap. I mean, you can go back to Jamaica, really. Jamaica is a foundation then it goes to New York and then here. And mm-hmm. I don't think anybody from like an MC Ren or a Def Jeff or, you know, uh, any, any rappers from the West Coast from prior to us, Nobody would ever be like, oh, we listen to, even if there was the coldest gangster, even Tone or, or a pop artist like Tone Loke or a Young MC, we all know that our DNA is East Coast. But I understand what you're saying as far as stylistically, I think yes. we're seen as more East Coast because we're lyrical. But also, I got to say, that also frustrates, frustrates us a lot because it's almost like um, when you're a well-spoken Black person and they'd be like, oh... The backhand of for a black guy. You see okay, what I'm saying? Okay. That's how it is with, with having lyrics. But what happened was it was just exposure wise. So oh, we didn't yeah, even yeah, know. Yeah, we didn't even know y'all had something like the good life out there. Just like y'all yeah. probably didn't know like the deaf jokes and stuff that was bubbling over it, like the intricacies. So yeah. so we just heard and but um blessings to y'all because y'all stood right out. Like yeah. y'all stood out, alcoholics, for like it was just like I exhibit, like if let's say West Coast was like a deck of cards. Y'all yeah. always this magic card popping up. And that was me. I was yeah. like, yo, I'm getting these cats. And I remember, um, because things were so regional, and I'm Alaska chiming, back then, I, I'm, grown, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. So you want your friends to like what you're listening to, right? You want to you play it out loud, right? But this is the time in high school where you starting to have your own musical collection. Uh-huh. So it don't matter if your boys bang with it or if they, if they play it on, on one of our famous stations, Hot 97, I don't care. And I remember Souls Initiative, that was my... Um, 93, that was like one of the first CDs I even had ever. Wow. Like a like compact disc. And I would just bump the hell out that joint, bump it and bump it. And because, you know, nobody else was caring, I had my headphones in, I had, my, I had the, the Sky Blue CD Walkman, the no skip, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The no skip, eight second save. And I didn't be all, you know, walking up the hall. And the teachers couldn't, my bad, teachers couldn't tell me nothing, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, salutes to y'all for that. But that was definitely like, it was refreshing. It wasn't like we were, um, Burnt out with West Coast. We was territorial. So we like, all right, West Coast. I, mean, yeah. I understand it. And also, like, different things speak to different experience. I mean, like, even the G-Funk sound and all that, that's car music. You know, I think the East right. Coast, the bomb squad, we don't, that's, we don't. That's, that's, that's trooping down the block. You yep. know, even the, even the um, Onyx or, or, you know, MOP or anything. That's like, put your headphones in. Stay focused. Don't get robbed on your way to work. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of Walkman music. And I think that, I mean, now, you know, that you can't tell where anybody's from. And Yeah, but like Rick Ross music, I, I heard it felt like driving down in Miami. With yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that our music is, is sort of, yeah, driving up Highway 1 or, or out in the forest, chilling, blazing one or some shit like that. But I, I, I just, it's from the West Coast, and especially being a lyricist from the West Coast, we're out here, you know, we grew up on hip hop, which was not, it was a New York thing, but it wasn't like, we never felt separate from that. 
because yeah. it was all there there was. You know, it's just like saying if if uh, the NFC East was the only football teams or something, that's just football. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? Though you're not yeah. you're not like oh that's East Coast football. You're like mm-hmm. shit. That's just football. And then okay, then they start having teams in the West. You're not like oh this is West Coast football. Even if you have the West Coast offense and all that kind of stuff, it's yes, just indeed. that that shit is just hip hop. So I mean, even the record that I'm making right now. Uh, with me and Architect, it's, I tried to make it as, okay, I was 16 and 91. And I say 91 is when kind of the split happened. Mm. When, when you started, when the industry figured out, hey, we can call this hardcore rap and put it in this section. And, you know, <laughs> the demographic stuff started happening. You know, Another CD 91. flat. Before yeah. that, it was all one section, alphabetical. Then they started having genres. And I think that, that was based on the industry figuring out how to, how to market and sell. I don't think that came from inside. Like, I didn't put EPMD and De La Soul even in two different categories. You know, mm-hmm. or, or when you went to a hip-hop concert, I remember a hip-hop concert, it was too short, mm-hmm. De La Soul, LL, and Slick Rick. Like, that wasn't even weird or nothing. You know, right. it was all one right. thing. But I wasn't like, oh, well, LL is more hard. You know, it was, just, it was just their style. So when I'm making this record currently, I'm trying to make it from the perspective of before there was a split. You know, nice. so where you right. look at the... Uh, Lock him Shabazz or any wild pitch stuff for 45 Kings. You know, like I'm trying to make it from that perspective. Like when rap was just rap, like it or mm-hmm. hip hop was just hip hop. It wasn't um, regional because right. I didn't and the sounds could it. come from anywhere, wherever you dig I, it. That's I didn't grow with it like that, right? And also, yeah. I think now region don't even matter. You listen to somebody from anywhere, you know, have no idea where they're from. You're like, which I mean, that can also be a bad thing, but but. It is what it is, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm coming from the perspective of one hip-hop and, and trying to make music to appease, like, the 16-year-old kid in me that just, like, dope shit, you know, Lord Finesse, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, when you get into hip-hop, even New York, you know, borough bro to borough is different, right? Harlem is the flossy kind of rap, you know what I'm saying? Brooklyn is, the, is Brooklyn versus everybody. Brooklyn keeps on taking <laughs> We do. Saying, you never even heard of Staten Island. You didn't know, we thought, like, Staten Island, is that another borough? Like, we didn't know <laughs> what that indeed. was until indeed. Wu-Tang really came with it. So, it's, I mean, if you, you can break it down really small or, or step out really far, but either way, it's one hip-hop. Now, I think a lot of what these cats are doing as far as I don't not mumble rap, but this sort of sing songy rap is closer to dance hall than, than rap music. And I wouldn't call a lot of them rappers, but that's not saying they're weak or they are y'all ain't rappers like I'm a rapper. I'm just it's like a different if frequency. You sing, if you sing every you song, you you're a singer, you know, and right. that, there's nothing wrong with that. Like right. but but don't be like you're an MC or or I mean you can say you're an MC, but I but sing. let's be honest. You know? Let's be honest. This is the same this is the same crux that Ja Rule faced. And he could have just went and been his Lou Rawls and made millions and millions of more, but he wanted to be a, a rapper and go back blood and eye. I tell people all the time, he could have went and just done an album of duets. Man. Multi-platinum. It's hard, though, because I think we, you talking about some Jamaica Queen shit, right? Like some... <laughs> right. He was like, man, this man is disrespecting me and he's from my block. I got I to let him know that I'm going to clap back. That, that, that are you know, when we don't... Not that R. Kelly, I wonder that that came out about that era, and he had another yes. couple. Uh, and I'm like, it's funny because Fifty basically took him out of commission and then did exactly did what Ja Rule was style. back yep. for, which is Same crazy. Yeah, Ja Rule Kelly, came, um, Aaron Hall shit. Yeah, Same difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if he would, if he would have just stuck with the duets and been like, "Yo, I got hits, I'm getting money," 
he, I think he would be in the game still today, even more oh, so because 50, 50 still had the necessity of doing the street shit because his whole story is his street. But I mean, even 50, like one of my favorite, you know, I watch Power Damn Near for the theme song. That's one of the best 50 Cent songs. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, and that's a, that's a duet, right? So I think a lot of this stuff is, is caught up with our perceptions of manhood and street ties, mob ties, all these things. And, and that gets in, in, in the way of the business part. You know, we've been mm. fortunate that our whole gimmick is, uh, we just some dudes, we, we just like you, you know, so we don't have to, <laughs> you know, like, I don't Pastor. have to. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Even as super lyrical, like our biggest record is a record where we talk about chilling. I mean, it, it, it links together lyrically and all that, but it, aesthetically, it's not as dense as, you know, like we talk about a company flow or, or some of our other songs. So I don't really have the, the impetus or the onus on me to have to live up to some sort of uh, standard, except for standard of quality. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But as far yeah. as China, I don't have to be a lyrical rapper. Me and, me and Breakbeat Lou, whole album, we calling it the hop. It's dance music. Because mm. I grew up. Like, if we was going to the hip-hop thing, we knew he was about to sweat. You bring a towel. Like, you, you know he was about to dance. You about to sweat it. You about to bring it. We were going to fight afterwards. And yeah, we routines and everything. Yep. Fighting some gunshots and shit. But <laughs> we were going to dance before all that, you know? And and even after the fight, we probably go back to dancing. You know, like, yep. so I'm trying yeah. to bring that aspect back. Like, I got to join on there with Lizette Melendez. You know, mm. we got some freestyle, like, um, not, not freestyle rap, but freestyle music type shit. Mm, on yeah. More high, higher, higher RPM or BPM. Shit. Because yeah, you're right. You're right, Todd. The dance. We've we've kind of stepped away from the dance. Well, obviously, it's been commercialized. Like they start, you know, putting in these contests on major TV. So then it kind of takes away. It's good. I, th I think I think that might just be because we're older. Like I got a, a ten year old, and she's all about dances. Like now that yeah, that's I, all moved to like TikTok. TikTok yeah, versus it yeah. being like songs where you know it was like due to Pee Wee Herman. Man, had me and my like man, rap song. Now it's just done through a TikTok video. Me and my man used to practice this routine. We practiced like three months. We was about to break it out at the house party and he got scared. And I mean, we had like, I was sliding up between his legs. I think maybe he didn't like that move. You know, like you grab the <laughs> That's what he got. That but that's what we used to do. We used to kick it and, and practice. <laughs> and then we put 10 bats in the trunk and get some penny rolls, a couple knives. We'd go to the, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't incongruent with being a real, real hip hop dude or being right. a, a real nigga or whatever to be able right. to, and like, it was part of what you could do. And then even like, I remember out here, it was more of a gangster, gangsters don't dance, but that was a whole different culture. Like the gangster culture wasn't necessarily part of, the rap gangsters didn't rap either. Like gang mm -hmm. gangsters things would be like, I don't rap. Yeah. Gangsters, but they had tribal dances, the steps and stuff. That was more. Yeah, I mean, that was very yeah, tribal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, all the blocks. I mean, we got there are dances for all the different blocks out here. We got the six nine with the village acorn and seven seven. Like everybody had their blocks and they fits they, they wore. But I'm just nice. saying, as far as I don't be out there sweating like that, dude. You know what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm, over here. I'm getting this money, you know. But that, but that, that's. Crack era that that came, you know, we were dancing before that, you know, rap. Mm -hmm. I think initially it was dan dance music. I mean, I'm even trying to make some hip house shit on this album, like, and I hated hip house when it was out, like, hated that. shit. Yeah, it was commercial, it. but but but, but it's, now it's, I'm the like, roots I, miss, of it I miss all that shit. Now right? I, I find myself playing King Sun and, and Planet E and you know all all this, yeah. a lot of house music now, but also. I remember when I was young, all the college women, especially because they were, you know, I lived near Berkeley, so all the college women and transplants 
from the East Coast and other places, the baddest chicks was all super into house music and club music. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we weren't ever against it. I just didn't like the hip house, like rapping over house beats. But now I miss that shit. Like, yeah. really making hip actually, house. Um, Ooh, it's well, funny because one well, of my favorite songs, like I, I was first introduced to you all through um, I Wish My Brother George Was Here. Uh -huh. um, and to this day, one of my favorite songs is Pissing On Your Steps. Uh -huh which is about like what we're talking about, like where hip hop shifted. And it was like, you can't yeah. dance anymore. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. I just think about like all the music, like I'll hear like hammer now on the radio. And I remember hating that back then. Absolutely. Like that's I hear turn this mother out. And I'm like, that's like one of the best songs ever. You wanted yeah. to not be yeah. hammer. Yeah. But yeah. like, yeah. even they'll have, they'll have dance moves though. Like, yep. Like <laughs> I'm not trying to talk, go hard on anybody. So that's as we get older. So that's when I'm 16. So, you know, Dell was probably 18, 19 at that point, And we had moved away from that as far as just hip hop had moved away with that from that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there, I mean, there the was a time when niggas had some biker shorts and some African crowns and all, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm not about to act like that didn't occur. It did, it did like, you know, Yo, it did occur. Black Eyed Peas, uh, trust me, Will I Am did a lot of scrubbing because when they were at Band Clan, there's a lot of weird outfits and dancing. But, oh, yeah. but they're not on. They're Lots not of falling up. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. lot of falling. I used to, I mean, yeah, but uh, it's funny. They just dropped something that's really hot. Like um, uh, Taboo kicks this like bilingual verse. I was like, dang. Like he's spitting, spitting. Like, you know, yeah. always like when the two of them come up. I mean, I like the At Band Clan too, though. You know, like it was yeah. different. And I mean, so look at that, though. Will I Am from the projects. You know, in LA, with Watts or South I'm talking about the real jets, like where cameras won't go to film a documentary. You mm -hmm. know, and 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 that mind and that ability and his ability to do that grows out of that. But it wasn't, there wasn't like like he didn't spend his whole childhood running from the gangsters, and he was a dancer and a musician and all that. Indeed. It wasn't incongruent with being like some cats are just like, oh, this old dancing ass thing. You know what I'm saying? Though? And then yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. dancers out here. It required a level of physical, um, of course, ability that of the course. dancers could scrap. You know, like because they was doing handstands and one-handed stuff, so they was brolic. You know what I'm saying? Though, like and the gangsters <laughs> yeah. were more shooters. You know, yeah. as, as the '80s got moved in, the gangsters were more shooters, so they really didn't want it like that. But then I remember at, there was a time when anybody with locks was fighting anybody with a perm, you know, like where I was. And okay, like, the, I, the I, hair, I had hair to be careful that, that <laughs> if I had walking down, I had locks in my So if I had to walk down the street with the locks and I had my Stussy t shirt and my travel foxes and, you know, I had my pants <laughs> baggy, somebody might run up on me, you know, the, the, who, oh, had, yeah. who had like a, a perm and a start, the starter, you know, more NWA. Wow. And it used to be like that. But I mean, we all, we've all grown out of that, you know, and, and it, 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 it's, it's like the it's punk just punk funny how Yep. Yep. Like fight on, it's on site. Yeah, what else? It was the Italians, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, you know that. Like, like you just, <laughs> it was almost like an invisible wall. Like, yeah, nah, we're good. And the, the Hasidic Jews, they're still prominent there. I, I live maybe like eight blocks off, uh -huh. but they just stayed there. Like, it was just like they would circle the block where they were. We didn't really have too many fights like that. I, I just remember fights was always just like some stupid arguments in my neighborhood. We yeah. had, um, you know, it was just like somebody said something about somebody else and it whispered down the lane. Yeah. And they're like, they, you know what I'm saying? And they meeting up. Hell yeah. All right. Let me, um, let me ask you some. I got some, I got some hot topic questions I wanted to get to you, Taj. And then, um, Alaska, you can splash them too. So coming out of Oakland, right? Were there any, um, specific Black Panther ties? Did that influence, like, your writing? Did anybody have any relatives? That's like, I, I, I mean, you know, right. I think for the most part, 
even the Panthers, a lot, like, everybody here is a transplant. Like, you was escaping the South mm. and, and coming mm -hmm. out here. So, of course, we got family members that, have, that, that were, mem you know, participated, et cetera. But I think that more was, you know, I was born in 75, so that's right when really the disbanding and sort of when, when, when COINTELPRO really worked, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the, the impetus to move out here was because of the movement. And so, you know, I grew up like drum circles. Nice. All my homies got, you know, Opio, Damani, Tasha, right, you right, know, right, like right, they right. all got African names. <laughs> yep. You know, uh, name we all had to take martial arts. And, and, you know, we had to eat carob. We couldn't have no chocolate, brown rice, and, and honey. You know, You're all that stuff. You're killing me, Todd. They would call. my whole childhood. You're killing yeah, me, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, really uh, what, what they would call hotep or, you know, like whatever yeah. they want to call it. That, that, you know, very dead press. Very, like, yeah. as a kid. Like, hey, you, <laughs> yes. need to, you need to know your martial arts. Do your push-ups, eat your oranges. Points program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, who, who is, you know, who are these people like my, my mom colored our Disney books black, you know, like I grew up with. Exactly. I, I'd say this, like, I didn't even know I was black though until it I was like, come what up. I'm saying is because everybody was black. I grew up in East Oakland. Yeah. So it wasn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like, if I saw a white person, I thought they were a really light skinned black person. I didn't realize, wow. like, I didn't, under, like, I didn't have TV. So I didn't grow up with, I didn't have TV till sixth grade, you know? Okay. So I didn't okay. even understand like, the cultural and racial politics from, from it was just part of growing up when I was little, you know I mean? Consciousness came into it at a certain point, but until you start interfacing, I say with white kids who won't let you play with them or they have a birthday party and they, they can't invite you. You don't even, I didn't even know that I was quote unquote black, you know, like it, because, mm -hmm. because everybody I was around and saw was black, you know? So I just thought that it was, I mean, as a kid now, a trip off this, like I just thought white people were really light skinned black people. I didn't really, you know, when they explained this thing about blacks and white, like it really like fucked my head up. Cause I was like, whoa, okay. So people really think like that. That's crazy. I thought we was all African, you know, like it, 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 it's a trip because I talk to my mom now and I'm like, well, she obviously was intentional in how she raised us. Mm -hmm. But I, I, it's a, it, it's really a trip how we grew up sort of well-adjusted self self-assured you know my kid right now she goes to a, a african-centered school that my auntie started out here called ile Day, you know and nice it, it's just like i always grew up it's the weapon we re-needed is the weapon we man re -needed, you know, i feel real. personally that k through eight afrocentric schools for us would be the Monumental. remedy the remedy okay. right because you can't you can't hbcus for instance right you go to HBCU or you're immersed in all this blackness, all this greatness and all this that you see that we're not a monolith and we're from all over, but it's almost too late. It's like putting a, a little floater of, of goodness on, on a whole cup of poison. Whereas yes. you flip that around and you have K through eight where, you know, my kids, the school is still STEM. I mean, reading, writing, arithmetic, American history, all that. But then there's also, they learn about jazz. They do HBCU tours. They learn about, they do historical tributes every, every week. A different kid has to pick a different, historical figure. Right now she's in uh, Angola and Zynga is the name of her class. Last year was the John <laughs> class. The nice. class you know, instead of first grade, second grade, third hell grade. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So That's more important to they they leave that school, like the kids that leave there are doctors, lawyers, physicists, um, you know, and, I, and it's because of the foundation of the school. And it's not because they are coddled at this school. It's a, it's a very rigorous school, but it's because 
they get that poison, you know, we don't, it, it only goes to eight. So they're going to high school with everybody, et cetera, but they have that foundation of good, good below it. So it makes it kind of impenetrable for the poison to seep in. And I mean, a lot of these kids, I mean, my daughter was almost delivered if it weren't for the um, shift change. My daughter was almost delivered by a sister who went to her school, you know, who's now an OBGYN. Oh, wow. Kaiser, oh, wow. You know, it's like the school's been around 30 years. Um, wow. So I grew up immersed in that. You know, like I said, nobody wanted to share their lunch with me, man. It was all fruits and vegetables, carob, <laughs> honey, and the little sesame snacks. You know what I'm saying, though? But I couldn't even have Eggos. My mom would make these buckwheat waffles. Oh, no, dog. My mom tried to get put me them on in the freezer. My mom you know? tried to get me on brown sugar heavy. I was big into yeah. V8 when I was growing up. I would. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want no. I was with Hawaiian Punch. I remember not drinking Hawaiian Punch and always going to the store and grabbing a V8. It's like, what's wrong yeah. with you? I was like, yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um. All right. I wanted to get into the logo, brother. So yeah. check this out. I got a story, right? So I have a Public Enemy logo on me, but I have uh -huh. a different color than it. Mean, you know, we all we're Public Enemy. Like they definitely yeah. are us, and we are them. So I met this white kid at this. Uh, I, I think I don't know if I told you his last at a uh, Talib Kweli oh, Busta Rhymes concert, right? Uh, and he he was showing people something on his arm in the line or whatever like that. I, I wasn't paying too much attention. He was a talker, right? So that's how you notice him because every time he was around people at the show, he's blah, 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 run his mouth, right? He gets in line to um to meet Kweli and them. I think post show, like get whatever you have signed or whatever. Uh, and he's talking to us like, yeah, I'm gonna show them my logos, right? And I'm like. What's going on? He shows me the public enemy one, and it was the regular black one. So I'm like, I couldn't say I'm not a hypocrite. So I'm like, I have one, whatever. And then he strips up his other arm. He has this hyro one on. It's like huge on his shoulder. I'm like, all right, that's dope. But and, like, you didn't mention hyro. We didn't even talk about them. Like, what's happening here, right? And I, I think I figured it out. He gets to Quali. My bad, y'all. He's ripping his. He's damn near ripping his sweat off. Oh look, look, Quali. Like he's showing. Like I have a hyro logo. I have this public enemy logo, like, you know, I'm one, I'm, I'm one of us or whatever. I was cracking up. I was like, yo, man. Yeah, no, we, a, lot of, a lot of tattoos out there. That's incredible. I, I always would. I, I wouldn't ask me, yo, name three records. Fucker like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but so what, Um, was that a sketch? Third Eye, hit me with it. What, what, it was, what uh, Dell uh, made it up, man. So we originally were the Mad Circle. So we were a Mad Face. And okay. And uh, Dub C took that, you know, through Q, you know, he took that for him. And, you know, he's, this is OG Gangsta Crip. Uh, you know, Dub C, we're not going to argue with Like, hey, Dub, uh, we want our name back, guys. We, you know, do your we'll, do, we'll do the you one beat, Mad Circle. You do the two beat. We'll call it even. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, he, yeah. He, he outmatted us. So Dell made it. Uh, we had this dude who we used to work with. He was actually from the UK who we used to go to the same studio as. I think his name was like upstairs, the common denominator or something. Oh my God. Something, you know, something wild. Like That's it was, like the most 90s rap name ever. Yeah, yeah. Something, something, the Because the first yeah. part is not wacky enough. We, we need a duck. And yeah. oh my God, there's more to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a kid in our crew named Analytic the Forest Wanderer. <laughs> I love it. Wow. So I think he made up the name Hieroglyphics and he was like, I ain't going to use it. And so Dale took it and that, that was the name of our crew. And then he put added the third eye. If you watch, if you look in uh, Sleeping on My Couch video, I think A Plus or Dale has the high road jacket on and it has a nose. And I'm glad the nose oh. fell off. I'm Get out of here. Napoleon the nose one good time. But yeah, it's, it's funny <laughs> to see it. Um, but uh, basically, 
we found out later, you know, if you turn it on its side, you know, I guess was that uh, clockwise or whatever, the five, the line is a five and three eyes are ones. This is in Mayan hieroglyphs or whatever. Oh, so nice. It, it's like, so if you turn on this, it's an infinity. So it's eight, five and three is eight, right? So you turn it on ours, it's an infinity. You know what I'm saying? If you turn it the regular mm -hmm. axis. It also, it means a harmonic resonance or something like that in, in, in this Mayan language too. So it's kind, of, it's kind of cool. I mean, and we've had people come up to us and explain this to us because it's wow. in the Mayan heart. So it's actually a hieroglyph. It's, it's actually means, uh, you know, harmonic resonance. There's eight cats in the crew. And then if you turn sideways like this, you know, eight, eight sideways is an infinity. So it's, it all kind of comes together, man. Wow. Uni universe never wrong, right? Yeah. No, nah, that's ill. They'd find out meanings or something that you just, yeah. you know, hey, here you go. You know what I'm saying? And the simplicity of it is why, you know, obviously oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, the, it, the lightning it, in a bottle. I mean, Public Enemy logo, Wu-Tang logo, and Run DMC, Hyro. You know, I don't put the Run DMC up there. They do. I put y'all, Wu, and Public Enemy. P, that's just me. Yeah. But yeah, I know right, the, I the lettering, the Run DMC, the lettering is classic. I'll give it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, it's just having your third eye open and, and, and if your third eye is open, you're probably neither happy nor sad. So the face is like straight face, you know? Uh, ah, because you see yeah. all spectrums of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at y'all, so 16 year old As above, so below, all that, you know. Yeah, all the 16 year old side. Was anybody, um, coincident, was anybody 5%er? Were y'all dabbling in that? Did y'all uh, reach over we, to y'all at that time or not really? We, there was a guy named uh, Takim, another guy, God Brother Quan. So we was around a, a okay. lot of five percenters but it just uh you know i'm sunni you know like it's it's just different it wasn't yeah. we we stayed everybody probably had a copy of the 120 and all that you know right that, right right that was but that was hip-hop too though it wasn't right. just and, and, and i thought it was symbolic because i remember cats that had it on them wearing it in their back pocket but never right yeah. you know they just yeah. wanted people to see that they had it you know what yeah I'm yeah but but i mean you know Always got to do the math, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I'm not going to say that anybody was like a practicing five percenter, but it was definitely a, a, a something that was around us as kids. Not not as prevalent as East Coast. I think probably the guys who were that probably came from the East Coast for, out here for college or moved here as teenagers. Mm -hmm. And I think that was part of their identity, too, as an East Coaster, too. Like, okay, yeah. I'm going to really be as New York as possible. You know what? Hey, I'm, hold on I'm, down. I'm yeah. God body. You yeah, know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, I mean, but I, to me, that's the wonder of hip hop, though. Like, if without hip hop, you know, we all grew up not really with our dads around a lot. Of, you know, like without mm -hmm. hip hop, without KRS, Chuck D, Rakim, you know, what I'm saying G Rap, Kane, all these dudes show, sort of showing us uh, different, very different. All those dudes I mentioned are very different cats, right? Uh, right. Different versions of, of black masculinity. And these is of dudes, 21, 22, 2019. And this might know? have been like so so remember how black celebrity worked back then, Zaj. So like maybe a comedian was, yeah. was very but I remember rappers being smart black men. That was you what know, that's not, what it was about. Yeah, not yeah, just it, being even, even with Ice the Cube talk. though. Even the gang, yes, you know, of course. Easy yeah. E was the comic relief, but Ren and Cube, they were like, nah, I know what's up too. You know, right. like it wasn't so even when you think about what we've we, we sort of written away as thug rap or gangster rap, they all had to do the knowledge, and and that was just as important as them being hard, and that was part of them being hard too. You know, like like Rakim, you know, like if I listen to his records now, I'm like, oh, you talking about knocking? He's talking about shooting some shit. Oh, you talking about right. something? You know, <laughs> you know but yeah. back then it, it, it was so it, coded and laid. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was coded, and and I, that's really kind of what I think hip hop has lost too is that in a, in an effort to be 
so much part of the mainstream culture where we, because we're trying to sell shit, we're explaining shit to people who don't need to know that they don't need to know the, the secondary tertiary meanings of these things. Hell yeah. Just enjoy enjoy and dance. Enjoy this slang. And, and all right, so and, I'll put yeah. a deal on this. So I remember for years loving um ninety-three till the song and not knowing that y'all were talking about chicks. Like, I remember, like, almost memorizing the vocals and then realizing later, like, oh, we, cr- we macking chicks in this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were trying to make it so it's universal, too. Like, there's a lot of stuff like that. I mean, I, I, I would hope it's I mean, you listen to casual, a lot of our stuff. I mean, because we are hieroglyphics, so we, there is a mystery system, and we're making these pictures that can mean one thing but mean something else. I would mm-hmm. hope that at different points in people's lives, they pick up and listen to this record, any of one of our records and get a full different meaning. The same way you would if you read The Alchemist at 16, yes. or 21, or 35, right. or 40, you know? And and that's what good music does. I mean, Curtis Mayfield is my favorite artist, probably, but I, I'm just now, and, and Fela, like, I'm just now really understanding what their records mean to me, you know? And they have a way deeper meaning now than they did when I just like how the music sounded, you know? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I, mean, I, I had that with your record with the, when I was younger, I was really into the super lyrical songs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Let Them Know, That's When You Lost, um, Never Know More. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, the more I get into the songs like um, What A Way To Go Out, Anything uh-huh. Can Happen, you know, Tell Me Who Profits, the songs that yeah. have sort of more more different Death. social messages. Like, it's it, wild yeah. because the same shit is going on though, right? That record is 20, yeah. what, seven years old? Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's not even... It, it's probably worse. <laughs> it's, it's, not, a little it's really not worse. Statistically it's speaking, it's really not worse. It's just way more visible. Yes. Those, the yes. fact that those things are still relevant is a trip because I'm like, I probably wouldn't even touch some of them topics now. You know what I mean? You know, think about Live and Let Live. We were ba- Live and Let Live is really about us being accosted for being dreads in a city full of ball heads and, 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 and perm cats. You see what I'm saying though? And being mm-hmm. like, Hey man, I got this backpack on, but there is a tech in the backpack. Like, right. Hell yeah. Like, let me, they, they, they like, I remember yeah. when Daylight got on that. They had to be fucking people up on tour to be like, Hey, we're not, you know, we don't have flowers in our hair, but nothing like, stop playing. And, 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 and it, it, I mean, it really was like, like almost life or death during that time period, because it really was somebody who tried to make an example out of you for their little friends or whatever, mm. assuming that because you dressed a certain way that you weren't from where you were from or something, you know? And it's like, and then I'm like, why would I be over here? You know, right. you think I just got lost? <laughs> and ended up over in the depths of East Oakland just by myself, I'm just wandering around and this this is kind of just how I get down. So that, I mean, I it, it was it, there were crazy times because I think we were really serious on a lot of those. Even what a way to go out about, you know, just making good choices and all that kind of stuff. I don't even know if I would make a song of that level of depth with that level of uh, description. But y'all felt y'all felt at that age that and that and that's very that's very touching. It at that age y'all felt you know we need yeah. to talk about this right now. Sixteen, seventeen when we made those records, but mm. that was what you you know those are the options you're facing now. You know I'm trying to figure out my best retirement scheme. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know if I'll make. I, I'm trying to figure out a way to in, introduce that into rap, you know. But hell yeah. Do you, um, do you find now that you've gotten older, like when when you were younger, you had the the sort of desire to to hide ideas and and thoughts in the words to kind of have like, I guess, more of a hidden meaning or use like more camouflage in the language. And now that you're older, do you see feel that you have less of a need to do that, and you're more comfortable bringing what you want to say out front? 
I think it's probably worse now because I got kids and and fair you know, uh, job. You know, I I, I done yeah. a designer, architectural designer, all these things. So I want you know my like my clients listen to my music. You know what I'm saying though. So I don't mm. want you know I don't I, I hope they wouldn't follow me on Twitter or you know what I'm saying <laughs> or any of that shit. So listen I try. To, I actually probably have to don't let your yeah. I tell people all the time, don't let your people that your coworkers follow your Twitter or nah, Facebook and stuff. Like, just whoa, T, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I, I think I probably have more of an effort now, but I think I'm better at it now. You know, where I can make a whole song, and I can be like, okay, this song is about uh, driving, and the song might be about selling dope. You know, like you mm-hmm. just got to look at it from from that perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, so so extended metaphor but it's also about driving too you know like there's where, where <laughs> it is what it is where you know if you if, and i think that's what good good anything does right you can apply it to to different to different uses you know like uh the the bible or any of these great books that they speak in the in analogs and, and parables okay you're talking about a shepherd but you're really talking about someone tending to your soul or something like that you know and indeed and, mm-hmm. and it, I, you know, these books are good just from a literature level, too. Like, if you just want to read about shepherds and stories, of, you know, historical stories, but then when you want to look into the deeper meaning, just, I, I try to make sure it's there, at least. But I say I have to hide it more now because there's more for me to be cautious about. Like, as a kid, I think I was a little bit more in in the open. But as a lyricist, I was still not – I wanted – Rakim, like – you know, Rakim Kane, G Rap KRS, right? That's that's my, you know, like that'd be my Rushmore. That 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 because I'm 45. You know what I'm saying? Though, mm-hmm. if I, maybe mm-hmm. if I was younger, Grandmaster Kaz might be up there, or Melly Mel or something. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I was older. Maybe if I was younger, you know, um, you know It'd be strict, I, I, slick Rick, slick Rick, something, Rick, yeah, yeah, something like that. Right. But um, those dudes, you look at KRS, who's probably the most literal out of all of them. Right. You know, and then you go all the way to the left to uh, Rakim Allah or whatever, who's probably the most figurative out of all of them. But they all sort of drop these jewels, hit, hidden gems, you know, that I don't really even pick up until now. And that's kind of what I, you know, these are the people who we were striving to be as good as, if not better than. And, and these were our competition to us in our head. So mm. we were, you know, it's like training in, in you know, sub-zero weather or something. You're just going to have a different level of, of robusticity to your to your abilities because yeah. you're training with the best you know and I, yeah. I, I i don't think that's gone from rap i mean these young dudes like you look at kendrick like he's an a, he's a monster or, or afro or certain dudes where you're just like oh man you you obviously studied you know or eminem you know like, yeah 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 all right you 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 were awake in class obviously you know Indeed. so i don't think yeah. i don't think that that's a lost art or that there are youngsters that aren't into it or anything like that yeah, but, there, there's a whole generation of young kids right now that are just unbelievably nasty. Like, even younger than that generation, like Pink yeah. Sifu. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. all those dudes, yeah. Yeah, and they're, like, they're 18. Like, and, and, and funny thing is, I got into rap late in terms of, like, me practicing it, you know, being a practitioner when I got into college. But I remember thinking, like, yeah, you know, LL got into it 16, 17. Redman, they were very young. And now that's kind of, it seems like now that's full circle. Now it is coming back. These cats are, like, 20, but they get it. Like from the gate, and you know, yeah, they should though, man. Like we had to buy them records. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, they got they got <laughs> access to the entire library of dope rap. Like the ones that don't listen to it, obviously you can tell they don't. But 
the ones who do, I'm like, how are you not though? You know, yeah. like it don't cost me. Yeah, you said we used to like have basketball. Have like right. the guys now, I mean, I don't know if they would beat the guys from the past, but I would say the average pro is probably better than the average pro of oh yeah, Will the Stilts era. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, yeah. they would look yeah. at even like, Jordan's oh, era. Like and, yeah, the bodies are different. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, there. put, like, Will Purdue against. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of that, that's a good segue. I wanted to run you run buzz by. Okay, Oakland Cats. What, what, what's the Warriors looking like back there? Like, what's good, y'all? Now, nah, let me know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm from Oakland. I don't know who are the Warriors. So that, that's that oh, San Francisco team. So that's what I wanted to ask. That's that Frisco team. Uh, I, I, I remember we, we used to have a team with the same name. That's crazy. Oh no! So yeah. y'all really taking it like that? Y'all not? I, gonna... I only watch baseball, man. Oh. I don't watch I don't watch football because it's uh because we're not watching football. We off that right now, right? And, and I'm uh, on football too. Know, oh, don't do it. I don't do have it. a basketball team. You know, we used to, but I don't have a basketball team no more. So <laughs> it's just ba- oh. and go A's. We about to take we about to take the pennant. I don't even. I'm not even into baseball, but <laughs> go guys. Let's get it. Rooted it. Rooted it over. I was gonna ask you now that they they moved is oh man I know cool. man think about this they moved to a smaller stadium where the yeah. seats cost more on the water though yeah. after after that we didn't clean them up we waited for like they they won their last championship before this last streak the year I was born so I waited mm-hmm. my whole life <laughs> you know it's like being a Jets fan you know what I'm we're saying? Jets fans yeah we're Jets fans you, you yeah. see what I'm saying but imagine yeah. Jets do all this stuff and then they move to Jersey. Then they're the Jersey Jets, or they're the you know, or, or they're the Philly Jets. You know what I'm saying? They're like, that, what? After you went, you you create a dynasty and then you move to Philly. It's crazy. You know, yeah, you like, got it. Uh, you, you could there's, you. There's I mean, the uh, the last chance you was in Oakland last last season. Yeah, or the uh, the um, over the the uh, Laney. Yeah, Laney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, you got that too. We got that. We got Mac. You know, they're always good. Uh, Mac over in West Oakland, they're really good. <laughs> you know, Bill Russell went there. It's yeah, so, I mean, I, I just – I the Raiders and the, and the Warriors are so disappointing to me that I, I don't even <laughs> – you know, like – because it, it's obvious money grab. And, yeah. and I'm like, we're Oakland. This is a scrappy city. This is like uh, – Brooklyn or Detroit or or Pittsburgh or something, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and y'all went for the money, and I, I y'all cursed. I don't, I don't care. I mean, if with, with the Raiders, it's kind of your fault. They they they've done that to you in the past. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they, they broke exactly. out in the past. Yeah. Exactly. So fool, fool me twice. <laughs> I, I, you'll never see me wearing a Las Vegas Raiders. And that, you know, I'll break out a throwback maybe or something. But we're in a we're in yeah. a weird time, fellas. Hi. I'm Harvey Cliff. You might know me from such great albums as the one I did with Steel Tipped Up, Strangers on a Train. Try to start a lot of shit or a little bit. I'm indifferent to your middle end. I've been in the middle, man. Ball so hard. Ground cracks when I dribble, man. Or you might know me from all those hip-hop comedy clubs I did so well in. You, you ever find yourself at home working on your album and you're doing a skit and all of a sudden your wife comes into the room looking for her scissors and she just looks at you like... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I'm not DJing down at Bronconcio's or eating watermelon jerky, I'm listening to another classic episode of a podcast that just got a brand new logo designed by me. Call Out Culture, hosted by Alaskas, Zilla Rocher, and Curly Castrata. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for letting me do it. You can check out more of my artwork at harveycliff.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. Peace. Peace.
Hey, come on down to HobbyCliff.com. We got beach balls for the fall. I uh, got Steve Martin's sink. It's its first sink. He just left it here. Got some casingles for only a buck. Um, huge assortment of used yoga mats, biggest in the district. Um, yeah, I don't, um, last, you got anything more? This is, yeah, this I got is I just got a couple quick questions regarding the record specifically, like, uh-huh. and, and the documentary, like things that that I, I didn't know about y'all, like. You started recording with like Sir Jinx back in like yeah. early '90s. What was that like? Well, you started. I think he's one of the greatest producers ever. That just yeah. never gets mentioned. Oh yeah, he definitely gets. He's definitely undervalued. Well, you know, I, yeah, as a G-Rap fan, I, you know, I got a special place. And as somebody who grew up with Sir Jinx, you know, like as our mentor, I got, he's got a special place in my heart. Him and Crazy Tunes, I think they need. They're like they're the dude, they're like the special sauce. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think there should probably be some sort of documentation of really all the stuff that they've touched. But Jinx was a cool dude. Jinx was one of them dudes in LA that was like hood, but but still rock the, the diaper pants with the, with the. I mean, if you look at a <laughs> Express Yourself video, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the guy dancing that, that, that does the splits and stuff with the, with the Penguins jersey on and mm-hmm. um, that's yeah. Jinx. That's our Jinx. <laughs> He's in the Who's the Mac video too, right? Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying he's a, dance, he's a dance dude, like Gazelles, you know, like Fly. But, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he, he's from L.A., so he always had the, the perm or something, you know, something going on up here. But, he like, he was a hip-hop cat, and he took us under uh, his wing. Uh, you know, Dale, of course, was like, yo, you should check my little homies out. So me and A-plus. I mean, that was 88, so I, I remember being 13. Jesus. And him taking us down to studios down there. And I'm talking about gang-related areas you know what i'm saying yeah. nowhere yeah. you know you hear a pop and everybody gets down it's not you know it's not fireworks you know so he he really took us under our, his wing and and really made our first demo at, uh that that was professionally produced but that kind of stuff makes you realize like oh i'm a rapper not like i'm gonna be a rapper like mm-hmm. oh i'm mm. a rapper like mm. you know like even Dell, I remember when Dell was playing stuff by CIA, which Ice Cube was in before NWA. Yep, yep. And, yeah, yeah. And it used to be like, "That's your cousin? Oh, he he has songs." You know what I mean? Because that's all you needed to be to be a rapper is to. I mean, that's all you need to be. But that was the big journey to get to a place where you could make songs. So if yeah, somebody, yeah. Did, oh man, you got yeah, songs it wasn't, on the tape. It wasn't uh, accessible like it is now. You know? Like, yeah, not at all. My, my daughter is nine and got beats on on, uh, <laughs> on GarageBand. You know, right yeah. there. Yeah. See that? Yeah, you actually had to like invest and get equipment and learn. Everybody I know threw away the manual and just like figured it out on their own. Everybody I'm, I know I'm that glad they did too. I think the best I ones are the ones that got rid of the manual. Yeah, yeah. I don't think hip hop would be this, how it is if, if, if we learned it professionally. Yeah. If everybody yeah. knew how to use the equipment, we wouldn't have top billing. We nope. wouldn't have scratching. You know what I'm saying? All these things yeah. where we're just like. Let's figure it out, you know. Yeah. And that might be because we didn't get the box model; we got the floor model, you know. Yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. But this is also like thousand yeah. dollar purchases, which yeah. in the eighties yeah. and nineties to a the teenager. Oh my goodness, that was saying like I mean, a lot of money to get to. You talk about a thousand dollars from the eighties to now; that's really three to four thousand dollars, mm-hmm. right? You're right. What teenager has four grand saved? It's just you know? ready yeah. to go. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. Ain't that many yeah. milkshakes? To be delivered, <laughs> and, and, and that's true, true, too. It ain't even no jobs. Like you know, all the old people out of jobs, so they can't even get that kind of money. Well, fortunately, yeah. they have access now. But I think the music is reflecting that. Like it's sounding a lot. It ain't sounding necessarily 
expansively produced. A lot of it is oh, straight, yeah. straight from the yeah. computer to the headphones. And that's um, also goes by what people are listening to music these days. Yeah. You know, computer speakers is good you enough. You listen to it in the club, and you're like, damn, I never even knew this song smacked this hard until right. I heard it. Until I club, went so. to the club, yo. So um, another thing I want to know, when you were making 93 Till Infinity, did you have any sort of inkling or idea of like how important it was going to be? At an, an uninformed, youthful, like naive perspective, yes. Yeah. I don't think anybody goes into making a record not believing that this is going to be the biggest record ever. We might now <laughs> that the industry is, is fractured into a underground and mainstream. Yeah. Uh, right, right, right. Or the punk rocker. But like Led Zeppelin wasn't going into or, or, or the Beatles or anybody, you know, Tower of Power. Nobody was going into the studio like, ah, oh, this going to do, do us not. It'll, do, it'll be all right. We was like, man, this shit about to be the best shit ever. But we didn't realize that 30 years later, we'd still have music careers or yeah. that it would right. that culture in the way that it did. And without even seeing necessarily the level of commercial success that, you know, uh, MC Hammer or something that of that level, you know, or even a tribe. Like, we, we don't have any gold records. I mean, I think we got something from maybe uh, Low Down Dirty Shame soundtrack. Okay. And Dell got his gorillas plaques. I think uh, mm -hmm. Casual got some plaques for what he did with Everlast. And, and what he did with Too Short, but we don't got, like, I might check on it because it might be gold by now, but we didn't realize that it would affect culture, that it was even possible to affect the culture in a way without that level of commercial success. Because I think yeah. it spawned a lot and it, it means a lot. It encapsulated a time period. Uh, and and I, like the, we're way bigger now than we were then, which is crazy because we was on MTV and the radio then. But, right. And now we're way bigger now. Like it's, So it, not to be in your pockets, but even when they use y'all beat, <laughs> they gotta, they gotta break y'all off. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Because right. I, I our see. Publishing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, yeah. but also, um, Billy Cobham gets paid too. You know, like. Nice. <laughs> so that's that COVID. This is this is kind of a weird question. <laughs> this is more of a fanboy question. Um, how cool was it to be in the Midnight Marauders album cover? Like, I remember just sitting there and being like, "Oh shit, it's Souls of Mischief." Was that like a whole I weekend photo shoot, or did they day, take the? When we were there that day. All the people on the photo shoot were there, you know. Get Ron the G. fuck out of here! Yeah, no, nah, it was all one day. That shit. Nah, everybody wow. was there. Oh you know, my. I mean, it was it was scheduled, but yeah, right, I mean, but nobody nobody was leaving because it was like, yo, Bambada, yo, Grandmaster Flat, yo, oh shit, oh yeah, but that's when the Photoshop wasn't really a thing. You know what I'm saying though? Like, yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah. like a scenario video. Like we could do scenario video right now on Zoom with this right. technology. So right. it wasn't like, you know, it was a, just a photo shoot with everybody there. They probably physically cut those pictures and laid it out, you know, and then took a picture. Oh, like, shit. Because this, the, the magnitude of it, the front and the back. So I, me even looking at, that was another one of my first CDs. I wouldn't think that everybody was, you know, went to the photo studio that day. Man, like, that, in that the same space. And then to hear like Grandmaster Flash or, you know, other cats being like, yeah, we fuck, yeah, we fucks with y'all. Like, oh, that shit was mind blowing, you know. Or, or, I mean, just being able to be in New York, the birthplace of hip hop, you know, mm -hmm. going to Brooklyn. Like, we went to every borough. We went to the Bronx, kissed the ground in the Bronx, took the deuce to the trailer, <laughs> all that shit. Like, hell yeah, everywhere. Like, we was out there, but battling cats in the street, battling in Washington Square Park. You know, what I'm saying, Man, oh, almost catching Square it. Park. Places, that was where but, it was at. But, but to to really be in the mecca and be uh be uh, accepted by Tribe Called Quest, who are probably our direct uh, ancestors. You know what I'm saying, though? Yep. It's crazy. And for it to be requested, it wasn't some 
radio, I mean, uh, record label shit where they were like, oh, yo, we, we need Souls of Mischief on this record. Now, nah, it was some, it was some uh, individually requested by, by Tribe. Same with us going on tour with them. Like, that was individually requested. And that, oh, I, 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 I saw Fife, um, rest in peace. I saw him talking about how big the record was for him. He said he played 93, like, over and over again. And then them, you know, um, willingly taking y'all out on, the, on your first big tour, right? Man, we, we've had the best, dude, like, our career. Like, that 93 to Infinity movie is great because it's about that record. But we have awesome careers, and I think the, the, that we've never had this sort of feeling of outside, being outside of hip-hop. We've mm. always been accepted by, by everyone, too, and not just by uh, – quote unquote backpack fans, not just by super lyrical fans, but everywhere. Like we've been in the city of God. I've been in, you know, Bushwick and, you know, old Bushwick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Indeed. And, you know, and 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 you know, in, in Cabrini Green and all these places where Cast just like, man, you don't know what this record meant to me, man. Like, I'm alive today because of this this record. You know what I mean? Because it, it showed me that there was an alternative to what I was seeing every day. And I held on to it. And it got me through. And now that I'm a grown man and all this kind of stuff, I just want to thank you. And this is like in places where it's still not cool. You know what I'm saying? They're like it's right. still not cool. But but they were able to transcend based on their affinity to this this the perspective that we were putting forth. So that's what I mean by like it has a bigger effect than I think we even understand as as the group because we're in the middle of it. But it, it really um, it really like participating in that photo shoot was just like an affirmation that we were part of something bigger and we were accepted by our peers as part of something bigger, you know, but I'm saying like, when I run into Nas, Oh, it's love. You know, when I run into like anybody, AZ, um, you know, like all, all the people that I think, you know, anybody from the Wu, that's family, you know, like everybody that you would expect, uh, I, no, you wouldn't expect to be separate or different, but just that, like, it's always, we've always been embraced by the entire hip hop community throughout our entire career. There was no time except maybe when we first came out and we did Rap City and we was just like, yo, we better than everybody. We will eat y'all. There's, <laughs> there's never been a time where we haven't been fully embraced by, by the entire community. And that, I mean, that is off the strength of that, that record. And, and then things like the tribe photo shoot where it was like, yeah, we hip hop, they, they in it, you know? Nice, nice. All right, um, De La Soul, Outkast, um, OGC and y'all, how do you stay together? I've been in groups. Alaska's been in groups. Mm-hmm. How did you maintain, even if people did their little solo thing, how did y'all maintain the group this many years? Was that because it was built before music? Yeah. You know? Yeah, we grew up together. So, you know, like I'm A plus dad's god kid. You know, I teach Festo son jujitsu twice a week. You know what I'm saying though? Like, Indeed. we wow. family. And then I also like, we are indie, so we are allowed to, we can make our own shit, like, you know. Um, and then not be a, con- a conflagration no at the label. There's no, yeah. there's no record label, like, I could, like, we own the label that we're on, so the, we, we don't have to clear whether or not somebody will get on anything, but really it comes from a foundation of friendship. Like, I tweeted a photo yesterday that I hadn't even really seen, because I, you know, I just didn't save it. And it was uh, first grade, and me, casual, and A plus are in the same first grade. We oh, like, and the, um, yeah, I saw you. Both, yeah, that was, second, that was second grade. Yeah. We we went to kindergarten and first grade together. Yeah, the people were like pick out the um the hieroglyphs. Yeah. Pick out yeah. the, well, the I, I love the scene in the documentary where where you all are in like by the dead end in the field in the dead end, and yeah. you're talking about how you used to just grab sticks and do like kung fu. Oh, fights. we was ninjas. Couldn't tell. I was us like, yeah, I was like, man, they just took me back to being little. 
I don't know about the sticks. They're probably like licorice or something right now, like, you know, like anise. But when they got hard, it was like bamboo. Or we was out there. Yo, on like, Sundays? Master, I must trade me. Yes, on Sundays after the, the, the skinny kung fu food there. Yeah. So I was on the train. I mean, I live in Brooklyn. So we always, but you would see, if you get on a train at a certain time on a Sunday or a Saturday, even when they would show them, you would see all the kids trying to do like no shadow kicks to the garbage cans. Like yeah. they would just always be like getting set up and doing these runs and these spin kicks. Everybody was yeah. doing these kicks and stuff. I mean, Karate Kid, I think, blew the, blew the top off. Cause then yeah. it was like, you know, where the dojo's at in the hood. Well, I got yeah. I need, I need, I need a gig, hell yeah. Nah, hell nah, yeah. We, used to be, we used to be training hard, like hard. <laughs> we were, you couldn't tell us we weren't about to be ninjas. We, you, know, you know, it was our birthright. <laughs> we were chosen, we were chosen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it was Jedi for us yeah. when I was growing up, but it was like a lot of oh, hurt yeah, fingers yeah. from banging the sticks on your finger. Yeah, uh, lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. All right, all right. Cool. Um, I mean, do you have anything else, Castro? Um, I'm looking at my notes. Uh, I try to be professional, keep notes. Yeah, I had a lot of, uh, a lot of notes, but I, I yeah, thought you on a lot of the stuff that I yeah, wanted to ask good. anyway. So I, I think um my last little query would be like um when y'all first y'all face came out the gate with that record why was style so important to y'all early on you know what i'm saying everybody you know when you when you when you like to do something you mock what you see so you know you could have copied some slower rappers or whatever like but y'all seem like y'all were very intent on like having def definitive a definitive style why was that so important oh man you if rap then if you was biting you could get beat up Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, like physically beaten up, you know, like I think uh, we talk about Eminem doing the open mics and all that kind of shit. When they show like there was actual threat of violence and shit, like yeah, a palpable threat of violence at all time in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Though? Like, and so I think it was very important for us not to be confused with everybody coming out. And I also think that Das Effects at that time, just having a style so unorthodox mm -hmm. everything else. We were like, we want to make a splash like that. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we want to mm -hmm. be different from everybody else. So you can see traces of everything from of native tongues of, you know, my style is probably LL mixed with too short mixed with run. You know what I mean? Like, nice. But you, so you can see traces of all that, but we wanted it to be kind of like how when you chop a sample and you don't want to clear it, you, yeah. you got to chop the shit. You got to hide. Got to chop the shit down. Yeah, speed it up. You got to cut things off. You got to rearrange stuff. And I, I think that 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 is hip hop. That's what we were raised to do. You know, like you look at Rakim, Kane, G Rap, and 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 um, KRS. They don't. None of them rap alike. Not right? at all. At all. You know. I mean. You know. Even Kane. You know. Kane and G Rap, same crew, right? And they might have something where they got a one syllable rhyme back to back, but the way they put it together is different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, the, uh, the inflectuations so, so, and where, yeah, indeed, yeah, indeed. That, that was yeah. very, that was probably the most important thing, more so than even content at that time. And then there's a real musicality to your flows. Like the way, like, it's almost like a trumpet solo, that, like that, the way that's, it like that's freestyle fellowship right there, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Right, ah, okay. so turning into an instrument. Freestyle fellowship and DOS effects at that time probably had the hardest underground record, freestyle fellowship. I can't remember, the, just the first tape, the physical form mm -hmm. and all this shit on it. And yeah. Das Effects with, with uh, what is it, Straight From The Sewer? No, Straight From The Sewer. Uh, so oh, straight, straight Up from Suicide. Straight Up Suicide. One of them, the first record. 
Yeah, the first yeah. one. Th- those, serious. It's the first record. That's serious. That's serious. Yeah. yeah. Nobody yeah. ever knows. It's always like straight from the sewer, suicide, but it's not. Like, <laughs> it is called that serious. Yeah. But like, um, those were very, like when we were getting signed and, and getting into actually recording, those were very influential records for us, you know? So I think that to discount their influence on us would be, uh, we would be remiss in doing that, you know, like, that that those were very influential records. So it wasn't like we were trying to style like them. We were trying to be different from them, but use some of the techniques they use, you know. And I, mm-hmm. I think you can, you can, when you I want to make like a continuum of rap kind of web. You know what I mean, though, where you show how everything is connected. The fam, like a family tree for style. Like a family yeah. tree, but more I'm like sure. a family web. Yeah. You know, yeah. because it's not it's not just it's not linear, right? But um. And just show our shit. I mean, also Grand Poobah. Come on. Oh, man. So these had a lot of good talks about Poobah. Fellowship documentary, a Grand Poobah documentary, DOS Effects, or something where it just concentrates on style. Because style is really, when you think about it, content, like, you know, Rakim has songs about, you know, what, like, stuff like What a Way to Go Out, too, right? And so does G. Mahogany. So does Kane, and so does KRS, right? You know? Well, I think Kane had the, the quote of saying, like, you know, we all kind of talk about the same things, but it's who yeah. says it the flyest. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So really, I think the style is more important mm-hmm. when you think about the historical record and talking about a period and stuff. Because even the, the four of y'all and then expanding out to the, the eight of y'all, none of y'all styles are the same. We and, try to be different. Know, we try to be, I mean, we have certain stuff that we call sort of high row flows, you know what I'm saying, though, that are right. basic, like, you know, beans and rice rap for that we right. our, our beans and rice, but then everybody else like I got a record right now with Cash and I'm waiting on a feature oh. so I can say the name, but it's it's a uh, it's casual a like, man. Casual my favorite on. rapper. Like he he, he, pass, he yo, I, I know why. Please yeah. pass on from Call Out Culture to him. Yeah. We understand and God rap is real. Like this yeah. man, like yeah, wow, like yeah. <laughs> just seriously. <laughs> But like back to back, I was like, damn, it's like you are from a whole different crew. You know what I'm saying? Like I got a song with G-Rap and I got a song with Casual. Both of them sound like they are not, like you wouldn't know that me and Casual and our kids hang out every weekend. He sounds like from a whole different part of Oakland, a whole different part of the world, a whole different rap style. But I'm just saying that I think style is damn near more important. Not not when you make, style and content are equally important. Yeah. yeah. Talking about the historical record and what, what defines an era and, and why you like something. I think style is damn near way more important than, than, than content. When you think about clothing and style, like you know the style of the flappers and the 19th and the zoot suits and all that. They still yes. was thinking about, you know, sex and money and love and the same thing. Yep. But, but what we were, you know, they like still- Seven stories still, in the world? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then the hooks then you remember like, are based on style. The hooks that you memorize almost immediately, the, yeah. one, the hooks that stay with you, Snoop Dogg hooks, the, yeah. the chronic yeah. hooks, that's style, you know what I mean? And, and so, you know, a zoot suit is just a, 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 a jacket and some pants, right? The same way a, a puma suit is just a jacket and some pants. Yeah. The same way a damn astronaut suit is a jacket or pants, you know? But it's but it's the style that makes it what it is. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not, your body goes in, it's the same, it's the same person can be in all, inside yeah. all three. So the yeah, body right. is the same, but it's the style that makes it, this is a puma suit, this is a space suit, this, this is a, a zoot suit, you know? So to mm-hmm. me, style is damn near the most important. But that that being said, I understand that content 
you style without content, you end up with damn near the situation that we're in today, right? With where it's yeah. just like, I like, he might as well not even be saying words. Right, there's harmony to it. Like, yeah, there's harmony, but. Shit. I, I don't even know what it, like I feel like I'm an old man or some shit like that. I don't even know what he says, but that's, that's just a jammer. That's you know, like, like Thugger or something, you know, but he's like an instrument, you know? Yes. But, then you, but then you compare a Thugger to a Micah 9. So they, yeah. they can do, they have the same ability, but then you listen to Micah 9 lyrics and you're like, fuck! You put all that in there? Yeah, yeah you know, so, so I do understand the content is important. Somebody like Bus Driver? He fits yeah. a lot in there, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, all style, all flavor, no, no nutrients is yeah. not good. Then yeah. you just have the little, the little dust with the, you know, the little flavor dust. Yeah, we're just going through. Yeah. Then you just have a, a block of carob. So <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you gotta, you gotta pick, right? We gotta, yeah. we gotta, we gotta find a better. Oh yeah. I mean, my my crew is like we were like archeologists when it came to like style, finding style. I was in a group called the Adams family. And it was like, you guys and organized confusion were the only reason we existed. Like that was the common ground that we all came together on. Yeah. And it would just be like, we'd sit in a basement for like hours, just listen to your styles. And then we would, we would bite it, you know, like we would bite it until we learned how to do it on our own. Yeah. But it was like, it was so different I, and jarringly amazing compared to like the stuff we were, that was, other yeah. stuff that was out there. I will buy an organized confusion album right now. I don't yeah. care what it is. Like uh, they, they're like like nice and smooth, tipping fife, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Monch and Prince Poe is certain things where I'm just like they, the, as a unit, is it, uh, yeah, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah, 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 hell yeah. Where it's hell just yeah. like you, them things go so well together, but yeah. because they're so different, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. CNN, yeah. little little yeah. CNN to that. Uh, it, come on, I buy a CNN yeah. record right now. It's wild because I, I I don't understand the politics behind it or any, any, anything, and it doesn't take away from any of them as individuals. But like outcasts, uh, Dre, you know, Dre, mm-hmm. and, Dre and Big Boy, like certain things, I'm just like they're a thing together yeah. too. You know, like yes. they, I, there's not to take away from their individual efforts. But together, and I, I understand that Souls of Mischief is one of those things where yeah. even when there's tracks with just three, it's not, it's incomplete because it's like bass, drums, keys, mm. horns or something. You know, like if, it, if you take away one piece, it just feels, feels incomplete, you know? And uh, that, that, that has to do with, with the, the mixing of styles, man. But I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm as, a, as an architectural designer, it's the same thing. Like I look at buildings that I like figure out how they work, sit for hours with them, and then try to make my own that works just as well. My mother would love to know that you exist. I went to college for architecture. Oh, wow, cool. I I, I stopped after about two and a half years. You still can do it, man. You still can do it. Well, no, I finished school, but I I have a philosophy major. Okay. Yeah, so I twisted. But uh, But I'm saying you still can be an architect too, man. Like, okay. Anything under three stories, I think. You don't need a you degree. Do, to, you don't need you a don't big degree. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. Thank like, you. I appreciate that. I mean, I, I love it. I feel like I'll be good at it when I'm maybe 60, 65. So I probably got 20 more years of of, <laughs> of sitting in the basement and, and, yeah. and you know, piece, piece of stuff together before I feel like I, I'm – but, I mean, I've built several homes and restaurants nice. and all that kind of stuff. But when I look at it, I'm like, it's just – it's not – you know, being a, a, a adept practitioner of hip-hop, it's mm-hmm. very difficult then to be – I wouldn't say me like the, 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 my clients are happy with what they receive, but to not really have come into my own on on that level, 
And I mean, when people mm-hmm. see it, they don't understand what I'm saying, but I, I think they don't understand how I feel about style. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it comes back to style. Like, yes. not yep. having a style is damn near the scariest thing in rap, you know? And you want people to walk up and be like, all right, that's, that's the time yeah. they build it. Yep, yep. Yep, I know. I, Either I, that I, or be like, damn, you did that too? Damn, that's totally different from yes. the other shit you did, you know? But, but have, either have way, you I watched the, um, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, yeah. Have you watched the documentary series on Netflix called Abstract? Nope. Where they have it's um they got a really crazy one on uh, architecture, uh, and uh-huh. it features this dude named uh, I think his name's Bark Ingles. Uh, Bjork Ingles, big, yeah. Yeah, so they do like a whole like hour long special just on his work. He he's ill. He's yeah, like he's, uh, he's ill. He's yeah. ill. I, he's I mean. Insane. Yeah, but he also is insane, so that helps, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, like the, the two definitely. dopest ones were his, and then there's um, a woman named Ez Devlin who does stage design. And oh, like, I'm, I'm about to watch that because I love the shit I she love. did was just it's unbbelievable. You know, you already like, know all I like the crazy production. stuff you see now. It's all her. Nice. Um, I can imagine. But, I can imagine. Yeah, those those two are really worth checking out. The stage I, I like, design I like, is nothing but problem solving, and that's the greatest thing. Like, yeah. can, can how can we figure this out? Yeah, I, I I love that aspect of it, but let, let's do it in a fly way. Yeah, you know? yeah. Fly, like. fly always first. Fly yeah. always first. Yeah, I mean that that style. I I'm just kind of coming to the realization of how important style is, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when I'm listening to the tracks that I've got on this record, um, I feel like I've accomplished that with this thing, you know. Like, but that's the, the beat. If you if you have one rap style then you fight in the beat half the time because the beats yeah. weren't made to your rhymes, you know? So exactly. the beat damn near should dictate the rap style anyways. Um, yeah, you gotta so be in service to the it's song. Not, it's not difficult to have a multiplicity of styles if you, if you allow yourself to feel what you're doing and you're not just trying to graft. You know right. what I'm saying? Graft yeah, yeah. yeah. To, to, well, to, shit, what they call it? Rapping right over the top of the beat. I know plenty of Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like, nah, brother. I think that's what gives backpack rap a, a bad name. Is that rapping just over the 30, 30 books of raps and they have and, they, and I think that's what gives uh writing without a beat rap, uh, uh, its appeal is that they'd be like just throw the beat on okay mm. nah, okay bring it back nah, you know what I'm saying like it, it's, it's no no refining no refining and then oh you're right like because as I got older Alaska knows this back in the day I had books right and so I had blades mm-hmm. all over the place and then as I got older started actually working on projects and um for finding that part of the craft, I stopped having less and less spare blades. Like I yeah. almost started just writing for a project. So I didn't. Yeah, get- I mean that, that's where I'm at now. I'll write if somebody makes me angry and rap. I might. Not, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not gonna diss them. Are we not. You know, like we really don't rock like that, right? I mean, right, Hyro right. is like we're more about bigging up ourselves than knocking any individual. But sometimes I right. will hear some shit like, "Oh, he think you raw." Let me script up. But for the most part, I just write for projects. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's probably a time management thing more than anything. You sure. know? And, and yeah. that radio is not a big part of what we do anymore. So you don't just have to have like blank freestyles. Right, to go to make the radio appearance. Yeah. 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 And then I freestyle mean, I have like a, so much, I have yeah. a, a note thing in my phone where it's like just lines that'll come to me in the shower. And it's like. That, that's that's what I do too. I, I, I have the that notes. That I end up never using. I, I build around them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so every, probably every, it's like a seed, right? And then you just drop yeah. the seed. But so I have one line in each, probably every rhyme that I have, yeah. or every song that I have, there's one line that is from my 
Mine yeah, it's, it's no, usually where yes. I got stuck and I need a transition to get to the next part. But it's hard for me, memory-wise, if I'm at a certain syllable sound or vowel sound, to be like, oh, man, I think I got a line somewhere with an and in it. I, I don't go looking I, I for started, it. Sometimes. I started with the, the, the line. Oh, okay. And I build around right there. in both Hell directions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hell I know yeah. like, I just build it out this way. Yeah, because the way we rap is, is it's intricate. So I can't just put the things don't matter. Unless you put right. a transition. So it's, it's rarely more than one line out of out of the uh, the notes. Mine is called yeah. miscellaneous one. Uh, <laughs> I have miscellaneous so one and miscellaneous two, but miscellaneous <laughs> one always pops up first. So that's the one with all the bars in it. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I just write in both directions from it usually. Got it right, KGR nigga, my boy Taj. What it do? What's happening, man? Let's go, go, recon on these niggas, man. Yes, sir. Souls of mischief. Peace, motherfucking G, kind of baby. Class A shit. Everybody breathing, believing, bereaving But it's always surprising they eyes when it's time to meet with the reaper And they people's beneath us Then it's my nigga, I didn't mean it Give me a minute, equivocating and pleading Kill all the poppycock, I'm calling bossy shots Like when Jigga told Blue, go on, lean on that bosky yacht Spit steaming, coffee hot You copies hop in my slipstream, I'll not be caught Quit dreaming, your office stop, dog Punching a nigga, entertaining, being top dog Alpha of the pack, high contact Eye kind of class, pressure's all of glass Pressure's on our pass with the flying colors Another thumbtack up on the map. I'ma need a new one soon. All the leaders you lose and you gon' need some units. It's doom and gloom for your eunuchs. No fucking way. Fuck out my way. The fuck I say is you fucking insane. Or just say fuck it. I died today. Red dotted out the way. Quickly got him out the way. Plus I got him out the way. Price gouging about my pay from the town and out the way. It's a different kind of place. Different kind of pressure makes you create different countermeasures. When I count my measures, it's always all kind of extras. Scribbling bars to beat make it hard to eat for you. Scribbling a bar to be something about a beast make it unfit for modern means of diplomacy i promise that y'all don't want to see how i greet any threat perceived neutralize weaponize repartee i repartee i put that on me not a street not a set of city to stand behind i said it i stand on mine still cover the hands and eyes phantomize make a phantom phantom handle minds have you sounding like the randomized Y'all don't want it, y'all are not opponents Just cause y'all oppose us, y'all some posers Guys playing rappers, fuck it, I'll say it Agents and actors in the demise of the culture But I'm a poacher hunting prize trophies With extra ammo, putting heads on mantles So when the hammer hits pin, his primer Expect the blammo to be substantial Man down, man though Then we headed back to the rancho For skinning and gutting, grinning while I'm cutting Sheep to mutton, what nothing, fuck him All that jiving and shucking just to kick the bucket Check it, run circles around your world I'm a whirlwind, 24 carats over past never sterling let's man stand until the world's end stand tall like the berlin wall or earl of pearl i calm bitches like a storm bishop pimp on vicious and make a puck up like they palm fishes one way with a magic wand he listen g fonzie with a asian mommy with a making salami glisten some of them jacks tried to harm me missing failed on me mission i'm known to use the peace like the gandhi system going from hell like the zombies get him had a tommy ripping him in the hood rat doing laundry with him since the youth ran with gruesome bandits I had tools to brand it since they sold weed with the roots and branches. Pennies and grants, but he never take the loot for granted. Used to sleep with chillin' leaks cause the roof was damaged. Government teach free lunch, fruits, and sandwiches. Now bread from heroin heads, got him using hammocks. Down peace in the Lex Cooper Spanish. Block wars, real niggas still reveal when they shoot in transit. I set a mark out the dark, that Beretta spark, lead and bark, leaving with wheels and prosthetic parts. 
for a soldier, roll them over on a medic car, dead and leave him with a hammer head like he grabbed a chalk. Scar heavy 308 shit, shred apart. Nice scope, get white ropes, halo on your head and heart. Grip your clothes when we murk foes. Fill up church rolls for bird households in a jerk throw. Shooters I run with is the worst though. Give them work blows, they like grease mechanics and they work close. Them city blocks equivalent to a third row. Lose life, you break life, switch to reverse mode. The side of hunger and the thirst go. Niggas serve blow and have you hoe in the drum with a skirt roll. 